Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. I am your host, Tori Rich, joined by Mike Mawson, where the Christmas tree is finally appropriate in Mike Mawson's apartment. Year round, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, we um we do, we issue um you know traditional holiday rolls. Um, actually, we just talked about this at the banner today, putting up a Christmas tree, and I was like, oh, can't do that. And they're like, no, we have a menorah too. I was like, yeah, but we don't have Tet, we don't have Kwanzaa, like. You got to do everything if you're going to do the Christmas tree, right? I think so. Yeah. Or you got to celebrate every day. Or do you, or do you well, see? That's the thing, right? You know what I mean. I guess that's why I'm thinking that way. You know, I'm not being like a, a Fox News. Um, you know, oh, political correctness. Cancel you culture. Know, get, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's not what I'm doing here. Um, just I just want to go on the record. If Fox News ever offers me a job, like I will not accept. So fuck <laughs> off. Um, I I do just because I share some views occasionally. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure we'll I'm talk not, about I, that. I'm not your agent, but I, I don't think you should be turning down anything. A, no, uh, no, I I will. I will gladly just say right now. I'll also never work for CNN. So like we can we can. Yeah, just, I, I mean, I would never work for either of those companies. So I, I feel well, like I'm not like, your agent, but, you know, you shouldn't be you're a young man. You shouldn't be turning things down. Like that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is sellout sports, Mike. Like, and we're turning down jobs. Come on. All right. The irony. Um, whatever. We got a lot to talk about here. Uh, Mike's been sick, so I think we'll start with uh, talking about Ted Lasso. But uh, hit the music, and then we'll get into it. As is tradition, of course, there's a football game on while we do this, and so we're half paying attention. But but it's a college football game. That's that's not typical for us, and obviously a huge one. So college football is a mess right now, um, as far as the college football playoff landscape goes. Chaos, which we'll, man. Uh, it's absolute chaos. Um, yeah, you know what? I guess we'll start with that. We'll come back to Ted Lasso. So, um, yeah, there'll, there'll be plenty of time for Ted Lasso. Uh, absolutely, but so I. Touchdown just got reversed, and we're confused because we're half paying attention. But looks, it doesn't matter. It looks like it doesn't matter. Oregon goes in for the touchdown. We're late third. Oregon retakes the lead. Uh, 23-20, right? Yep. Yeah, 23-20. Um, and so we will have at least one answer about the college football playoff in this. By the end of this podcast. In this bizarre. Yeah, by the end of the podcast. In this bizarre college football playoff landscape that has developed. That I guess for the you know in at least in this uh, fashion for the last time because we're going going to twelve teams next year. Correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll get pushed back to like the conversation will get pushed back to you know the thirteenth and fourteenth naturally, but obviously that's a little bit less quality. You're talking about two to three losses well, in yeah. that, <laughs> and the further away you get, because like the way I look at it, you know, I, I said to you, I was like, I'd kind of like to see it be. More like March Madness, where if you win your conference, you're in. So fuck it, put the Sun Belt in. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, um, I'm I'm not for that because I think that just like hmm. I think it awards oh, mediocrity. I'm a Heisman voter. I know so much about football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just I just want to see it. But I love the Sun Belt. I mean, the Sun Belt has I think 12 out of 14 teams in the Sun Belt are bowl eligible. Like that's awesome. The Fun Belt. 
people Does are calling it. Okay. Well, then the fun belt should be in. And James Madison like, should and, be representing the fun belt. Exactly. So, and... Uh, but you you can't have that. I mean, you can't, like... Why you, not? Even, why not? Dude, but, but, with 12? I'm going to give you one game to tell you exactly why they should. Do you know which one I'm going to say? I don't, but... Bo- Boise State, Oklahoma, baby. No, and you can have... Nobody gave them a chance. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, that's the beauty of sports, right? But you can't just have it as a shoe-in. Like, Boise State Let's, wasn't there because they won their conference. Like, they had a great year, right? That Like, they were awarded with this great bowl, or I, I forget what bowl game it was, the, to be hey, honest with hey, you. Hey, the Eagles lost Carson Wentz for the year. Might as well, might as well just... No, might as well just kick him out, right? That's, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying like you give the Sun 2004 Belt. Red Sox, they're down three games to none. My, you're it's not, over. You're not like, listening. Why we, Dude, you, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, like the Sun Belt gets in, and in a normal year, the Sun Belt's shit, and you're just getting the shit kicked out of them. And okay, yeah, there are exceptions, but nine out of ten times, and I love the underdog. Like, don't get me wrong, but. Like, are we just going to be like, oh, you deserve to be on this stage because you won the Sun Belt? I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the. Yeah, but what did you just say? You said you said nine wanted. out of ten times. What about what? I don't even care if it's a one out of a hundred. That's what but, Boise State over Oklahoma was. Yeah, but, but the playoffs are meant to be competitive, right? Like, okay, but the you have to you have to earn your dude, way that's there. Like, that's like saying like watching you know Virginia kick the shit out of GMBC or whatever the fuck they are. One versus sixteen in March Madness. Like, UMBC. It, Okay, fine, whatever. University <laughs> of Maryland, Baltimore. Thanks. Okay, like I don't know, county, but Baltimore County. I, I should have just said one versus sixteen, and then like, but guess what? The what? Wh- how many times has one versus sixteen gone against each other? But it happened last year, so no, fuck that. What one of these years, James Madison will pull off enough. They'll force enough turnovers, and they'll and they'll have James. enough trick plays up their sleeve. And they'll win a crazy game against Ohio so, State. So what we're talking about here is, so in this hypothetical, James Madison's probably a top 12 team if they don't lose two weeks ago. They're probably, like, if they're bowl eligible, you know, their stupid sanctions aren't, you know, we put those aside. They're probably a top 12 team. So they're kind of, that's what I'm talking, they're the outlier. Put them in, uh, yeah, all the time. But put them in because they went undefeated and they just crushed teams all year. Don't put them in because they won the Sun Belt. I'm I'm not with that. I would much rather have a tangible reason than some fucking so the board West, deciding. So the Mountain West is going to have a team. Yeah. So now Oregon State and Washington State are. Dude, going it's it, it, it's the and it's just like so you're going to put in San Diego State against Michigan. Excuse me, but it's UNLV versus Boise State for the Mountain West this year, sir. Thank oh you. yeah, Brady Hoka retired for health reasons. I think probably would have been him. Yeah. Uh, if, so so it's going to be UNLV, and yeah, put UNLV in the tournament, baby, because that's how it works. You you should have to earn this your isn't way. This March Madness. Listen, no, but make it more like March Madness. March so Madness want, is fun. Yes. March Madness is fun, but football is a different game than basketball. I sh- I shouldn't be at. Av- Having to be the one to tell you that, like those are two very different I, games. Okay, absolutely. But college basketball is way better than pro basketball for entertainment value, especially March, March Madness. Madness. Yeah, no, I like, mean, there's no beating March Madness. Okay, but so here, okay, here's my point. Everybody gets a chance, right? If you if you get to go to the SEC championship game, yes. Is the team that loses the SEC championship game gonna be better than UNLV? Sure. Okay, but they already got their chance because they went to SEC championship game and they lost. Okay. Everything is a tangible result instead of some fucking board of 13 guys deciding, oh, yeah, yeah, the, this team will be a more entertaining game versus this team. But, but like, 
you this is what I'm talking about. Like sports aren't just entertainment. It's about it's it's about competition. So give and, them their shot. Even if it's a one out of a hundred chance, they get their shot. And guess what? If James Madison loses thirty to twenty four, that's a great you know, game. To, it, well, it's a great game, and and it's a moral. Like I don't really believe in moral victories, but in college football, it's a little different for recruiting purposes. You get that team some exposure. You get you get the yeah you get the you get them some exposure. You get them the recruiting. They get no, a little bit a more big, money coming in. You level the playing field a little bit. Exposure is a big big thing in in college football. I so if James Madison gets a national primetime game and doesn't get waxed sixty four to three, then like you yeah. know what you're talking about college game day which just went to james madison a couple weeks ago and then they lost right like that's national exposure too that's that's true you're gonna see you're gonna see the um you know applications to james madison spike because of one saturday afternoon in the fall of espn's college game day being there and like it it's tangible like it's like (laughs) there's data for it which is pretty crazy um do you deserve to be in the college football playoffs James Madison, I think next year does. If if they have this year again, again they don't they don't lose to App State at home. I know, but I don't want it left up to subjective things because what if it comes down to James Madison versus Oklahoma, which Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma is twelve right now, right? Which one? Okay, so it's like like uh, they're both on the bubble for that last that twelfth spot. Which I don't want to fight too much over the twelfth and thirteen spots because. Nobody really gives a shit about the bubble teams and who actually got into the play-in tournament either. Right, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, March Madness has told us that we invest so much energy in the bubble teams, and sometimes they make a run, but usually they're out by the round of thirty-two, right? Right. I mean, it's so it's not that big of a deal, and I think for the most part, we know that that's true here too. But yeah, okay, an Oklahoma could get hot, or a James Madison could win one game and get into the into the quarterfinal, right? So. You know what I mean? Just like, I mean, we keep using James Anderson as an example, but there's a million examples. And again, UNLV, even a Boise State, you know, like all of those, right? Yeah, I mean, Tulane's undefeated right now. They win the conference. I mean, they're 24. They're not going to, they wouldn't jump up that high, but they win the conference championship. Crazy things again, happen. You sometimes know? teams just find a way to win, though. And if they're undefeated, I don't know, man. Like, 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 why even have a regular season? Like, that's, that's kind of my case right now. And really, the, so. Let's get away from the, you know, like the next year scenario, right? We have next year to talk about that. Let's talk about this year. Florida State, they're ranked number four right now. They're undefeated. And if they win their conference, the ACC, as an undefeated team, like I mean, again, you can make the case, okay, well, there's the Big 12 that, at, as of right now, would be the one sitting out, right, of the, of the Power Five. But there's no way that Florida State should be out if they beat Louisville. They're number four right now, and they're going to play a conference championship game against a ranked team at a neutral site. There's no way if they win, I don't give a shit who their quarterback is. Like, like you, you said this, okay? Like, we looked up the criteria, and it's not supposed to have anything to do with the rosters. But you said you've heard actual members of the committee. The, yeah, actual committee members. I don't think they're no longer on the committee, but they've said that everything, and it's pretty public, everything is taken into consideration. When and of course it is because it's about money. And, but that's what I'm it's saying. Like, it's like the anti BCS, right? Like it's not a computer. Like they're human beings in a room arguing and debating right. about who should be in. And yes, they, they think about 
how you looked later in the year versus how you like how have you progressed throughout the year like, so to me like it's any a, human would to me it sounds like a jury where it's like the like like they, oh that that should that needs to be stricken from the record like yeah okay fucker like i fucking heard it like i'm gonna strike that from the record in my in my consideration you know you can't say it in the jury deliberation room but that's how it should be i feel like you don't talk about Jordan Travis being injured in in the in your college football playoff deliberations. It should not matter. First of all, how many times have we seen a backup quarterback make you know you know maybe even be better than the starter? Maybe he's just you know he's a, you just don't know what quarterbacks are until you. Yeah, you know, I, I have to give you something here. Mac, I voted Max Duggan for Heisman last year, right? Like he wasn't going to be the starter last year. Yeah. And then he took over the job and look at what he did. He brought TCU to its first ever national championship game. So I hear you. And those stories are awesome. Okay. What about Tua and a power five team, right? Or I mean, yeah, TCU is power five too. But I mean, like, what about Tua coming in in the second half of the game? So I don't want to hear like, oh, it's a backup quarterback. And I understand Florida State's backup right now or now. Yeah, it might be a third. Right, right. I understand. (laughs) But that should not factor in like team, especially in college teams are a lot more than just their quarterback. Quarterback is obviously still the most important position. It's not what I'm saying, but we don't even know who the hell these guys are. Like, again, I, I keep coming back to it, but like how many times has a quarterback, a backup quarterback in both college and the pros shown us something that we just didn't know they were capable of. Like, again, if Drew Bledsoe doesn't almost get murdered on the field, Tom Brady doesn't happen. If Trent Green doesn't blow out his knee, Kurt Warner doesn't happen. You're making okay, so. you're making logical sense, and it's hard to argue with you. But but let me do I know just it that. Um, <laughs> Alabama beats Georgia. Let's say tomorrow, today when you're when you're hearing this, when you're when you're listening. Texas beats Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve. How do you leave? How do you leave Texas out over? and allow Florida State in. Texas is also beating a ranked team in the conference championship. They're also conference champions. Yes, they have one loss, but it's to a rival on a neutral site game. And they beat they just the and they beat Bama, which it becomes the best win all season long. All season long. If George if Bama beats Georgia, stops them from their 30 game winning streak. Texas beat Alabama. That is the best win in the country all year long. You, dude, you know when you have like too many tabs open on your computer and it starts to slow down? That's what's happening to my brain right now. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't ca- calculate. I like that analogy. I can't calculate all the permutations right now. But you weren't, you weren't made to be in the uh, college football committee. No, fuck you. That's not what that means. It, like <laughs> I'm right. No. Why are you booing me? I'm right. No. Listen. This should not affect Florida State is my point, okay? I'm not a Florida State fan in the least. I, I don't give a fuck about Florida State. I'm just saying this is bad. This would be wrong for football, okay? They're, if, they're, if they beat Louisville, obviously if Louisville beats Florida State, it makes things a lot easier. And I, you know what? I want to watch that game just to keep a close eye on the fucking refs, quite frankly. I'm not one of those people, but this is one of those times where it's like I feel like, you know, you, dude, you, you, you said there's actually people, there's no way this is going to happen, but you even said there's people talking about the SEC could be left out if Alabama so, wins. Yeah, which is I crazy. think it would be, I, I literally think the South would rise again if the SEC is left out of the college football playoff. But. I, maybe call me dumb. I, if, if Bama wins, there, I think there's an avenue for two SEC teams to be in. I think there's an avenue where Georgia stays in at four. Oh, well, 
Okay, like okay, so but but if you know if I had to pick, like but if Bama wins, you, you just made the case. Okay, but Texas beat Bama, so like but you're again the regular season matters. Texas lost a game they weren't supposed to lose. Alabama lost a game that I mean again to a to a good Texas team. Yes, but it's, I mean I know it's it's like a lot. And then does recency matter? Right? Does Georgia losing to Alabama this week? Because it's more recent, I think that's is that enough what, to actually bump Georgia out? I think that's what everyone's saying, and I I could see that, and I could see Texas sliding into four instead of Georgia. But this is this is what I mean. This is why again it needs to come down to just who wins the game. Bama Bama wins. So this, let me give you my top four. If Bama beats Georgia, okay, I'm going Michigan one because I, I don't see I don't see how Iowa beats Michigan. I just don't see that. But <laughs> I'm putting the Pac-12 winner in. I don't care. Right now, Oregon's winning. I'd put Oregon or Washington in. Bama. And then four is the question mark, right? It's Is it Florida State? I, I don't know if I put Florida State in. Dude, you can't. You Look, they have quality wins. I put, tech, I, I would put Texas in over Florida State. I would. Comfortably. I, no. No. Dude, it's not like the, it's not like the Big Twelve is a is a, a great conference either. Like like people have been railing against Florida State's you know quality of wins. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the Jordan Travis injury does not get to does not get to keep Florida State out of the playoff. That is that's wrong. Absolutely not because because of a quarterback. If they lost any other position on the field, you you would not even consider that a factor, and and you shouldn't consider it for quarterback either. Yeah, no way. I've just, I haven't been on Because what are they basing that on? What, they're going to base it on, what, what, I don't even know the kid's name, admittedly, Florida State's quarterback. What, they're going to base it on his fucking high school tape? On his spring game tape? Is that is that what they're basing it on? Couldn't tell you, but I like, just haven't been a, I mean, okay, let this me, has let, been me no, all no, no, year no, no, hang on, This hang has on. been me all me year long. I you. haven't been a Florida State I know, I know, believer. but let, let me, okay, but let me, they kicked the shit out of LSU. LSU's not that. I mean, look at their defense, dude. They gave up 55. Okay, I understand, to, but we're also talking about a, a, a top Heisman candidate in Jane. So, no, like, listen. So, shit, what was I saying? Florida State, right? They, they no, no, no. I was going to say, okay, let's say this was the same scenario. Let's say it was Texas that was undefeated and at number four. Okay. And, and again, people are saying, eh, weak, you know, weak schedule, and Ewers goes down. Now, with Arch Manning, are they going to do the same shit? They no, they no, they wouldn't, and 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 they should not be that way because we don't know who the fuck Arch Manning yet is yet, and we don't know who fucking road, the third string I, quarterback. I, I, is. No, no, no. I'm looking at Roadcaster. His name sounds like Roadcaster. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It, it, for those of you that don't know, Roadcaster is the equipment we use for our podcasting. Um, what the fuck is his name? Are you too young to remember Rookie of the Year? Like like Rodenhauser, Rowan Gardner. Yeah, have not. He got his name wrong in the whole movie. That's that's the joke. But third string QB. No, who's the second string? Brock Glenn is the third string. Okay, but who's the second string? That would be not an easy answer. <laughs> Damn it, man! We need a research person. Roadmaker, roadmaker. Uh, okay, yeah. Ro- roadmaker, roadcaster. Okay, that kind of made sense. Yeah, All right, yeah, I'm with you. All right, so roadmaker. So here's the thing: 
you know, he's not, he doesn't have the star power Arch Manning does. But if Texas were in the same position, you wouldn't bump Texas out of the playoff because Arch Manning was going to be their new quarterback. That's bullshit. You don't know who either one of them are. It, to me, it's it's not that. It's more the who they like. So FSU's feather in their cap is LSU, which has a suspect at best defense. And then Texas's feather in their cap is Alabama, who has proven to be one of the best teams in the Okay, nation. but Texas lost to Oklahoma. FSU didn't lose. This is, dude, again, this is what I'm saying. Nothing. It's kind of like, dude, it's like government, right? You know what I mean? It, I, I already used the, the, uh, the, the court analogy, right? It's like government. Every system sucks. What's that quote? Democracy is the worst system in the world except all the other ones. Like, well, actually, the worst system in the world is James Harden. But ah, well done. Okay, way to tie in the sports. <laughs> um, no, man, it, like uh, every system sucks. But wouldn't you much rather it be decided on the football field than in some fucking boardroom? That's ideally, how, uh, ideally. Okay, we're gonna, well, we're well, gonna, we, we we're have a path that. to that. We're we gonna have, get an opportunity next year. All right. Well, yeah, but they're not gonna do it that way. It's not. It's not like the Sun Belt is gonna get an automatic bid for winning the conference. Update: Washington takes the lead. There we go. This is gonna be. This is gonna be another fun one. It looks like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just one last thing to tie up uh, college football before we head on to something else. Uh, we briefly touched on Iowa, Michigan tomorrow. Um, just a just a great quote. Really. Yeah, it was like Kirk Ferentz said, "If we win, that would be that would really screw things up." I'm guessing. Might be kind of funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Ferentz, like, you know, trying to... Man of the people, right? Yeah, there. Kirk Ferentz uh, on the next episode of Jackass. Was like, yeah, it'd just be funny for the lols, you know? like <laughs> Just for the shits and gigs. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we just debated for 21 minutes with, uh, you know, just the notion the what that... If? What if? The notion that Michigan is probably, like, the shoe-in, right? And, like, we're just like, we're like, okay, Michigan's in. That's like the one thing we've agreed on this, you know, to start the show. So, and then Kirk Ferentz is like, but, but fellas, maybe, maybe not. Just saying, <laughs> just saying's all. Like, somebody commented on, on Kirk Ferentz's, uh, you know, like a post about Kirk Ferentz's quote. is like, I hope they win five to three. <laughs> like, that's actually kind of what I hope happens to. Do you know what Iowa's uh, first half team total is? That's a, oh, you mean like Vegas? Yeah. Uh, no, it's got to be. It's going to be a, like 10. Take a while. Get, you think it's 10? 10, sure. No, no that sounds high, actually. First Seven. half? Seven. No, no, keep going down. What? <laughs> what? Oh, um, five. Lower. What? Three. Lower. Two. Lower. What? Lower. Not gonna, two. Two and a half. Lower. Their first, uh, the, their first half total. Zero. A little this, bit above. Wait, how, how does that Point five. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so it's over on. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're betting if they're going to score or not. Score points or don't. Okay, got it. All right. <laughs> I was like, what a fucking Canadian Canadian safety right now. Like I don't even know Canadian football rules. Shit's wild. Whatever. It is. Um Okay. <laughs> there are there's there's still so many what ifs. At least uh, We can't explore by, them all. By by the end of the podcast, we will at least have an answer on Washington and Oregon. And if which, Oregon wins, it'll we, just be kind of cloudy, honestly. I I don't think Oregon's an automatic if they win, unfortunately. Let me give you which this. I think they should be. Let me give you this. I would put Oregon in. If Oregon beats Washington tonight, I would put them in over Florida State. How about that? I can appreciate that, and I agree with that. I think Oregon's one of the best four teams in the nation. I think they've shown it throughout. And if they 
So I, I can, but, I can respect because they avenged their loss. Well, they avenged their loss against the number three team in the country, whereas Texas lost to what was Oklahoma at the time, and Oklahoma right now is 12. So you see, you see what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying. I can appreciate that. We're, that's a little bit of a middle ground. I, I, can, I can appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, also I don't know how you keep Alabama out if they beat Georgia. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, how can you? Uh, this is what I mean. Like this whole subjective thing sucks and I would rather it be decided on the field one way or another because every once in a while the little guy would win and that would be fun. So I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of underdogs, you've been watching, you've been watching Ted Lasso. You're rocking, you're rocking the stash lately. Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, is that why? Or is it? Is, no, is no. It, I mean, I've been, it was kind of like no shave November. Just uh, uh, fair enough. Okay. And then I got lazy. So. Oh yeah, it, well yeah, it is December first, but all right. Um, no, but I think I'm gonna keep it. I like you're, it. You're gonna keep the stash. The, I think it's like a winter look. Okay, uh, yeah, keep your lip warm. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I get it. Yeah, but yeah, Ted Lasso um, is phenomenal, uh, dude. It's, I, it's one of those shows where everyone told me to watch it the last time I had a show like that. It was Game of Thrones. Uh, so two for two because um, I haven't finished yet. I'm like a few episodes into season two, but uh, just phenomenal. Easy watch, just hilarious. Like just. Without trying, like, obviously they're trying to be, but it's just every little saying just is hilarious. You know what I just thought of? is like if you're watching a show and you haven't finished it, as we get more listeners, you probably t- shouldn't tell people you haven't finished it. Yeah. Because all our haters will just, like, spoil it for you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But yeah. fortunately, we don't we don't have that many yet. Oh, man. That's, you, gotta, you know, small blessings, right? You Where know? was he last episode? The kebab store? And he's like... Uh, well, I've seen the whole thing, yeah, so, yeah. but I'm, I'm not going to ruin it for you, though. Yeah. But Yeah, just like Drizzy said, best best I ever had. Just, you know, small, like, one-liners like that. Just yeah. hilarious. No, I do, I do love it. And just like, I mean, like, even the Ted Lasso as a coach. Yeah. Like, I mean... Like, you, you know what it's based on? It was like this, like, NBC short thing, right? Oh, like, no. Like, okay, it, like, it was like a little... It was like a little skit. It was like at the halftime of a of a football game or something. I don't know. And then like and and it like took off from there, as far as I understand. Ron Burgundy esque, um, right? But like, no, he's got more intelligence and soul than like. No, he's way Ron more Burgundy. intelligent. Um, no, I don't really get Ron Burgundy. No, no, just um, the comment. I don't know. No, he's like a uh, he's like a redneck. Or not, not even redneck. Just kind of like he's kind of like a hicksy, folksy, um, you know, like not Buddha, but just like you know. He's, <laughs> but he's no, but he's got like all this wisdom. But it's like, yeah. but it, but it's folksy wisdom. You know yeah. what I mean? And then he brings it to a place like England, and it's just like honestly, to me, we can talk about it because it's about a sport. You know, a sport that we never talk about. <laughs> but um, but honestly, if I had to guess, real soccer fans probably hate it. Yeah, because it's because it's, like, uh, it's probably like watching that fucking Friday night lights show for me, uh, you know, like, cause I would never watch the show. The movie's great. And then I was like, Oh, this show's going to be cool. And then I was like, Oh no, it's about high school drama bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. Um, lead Tasso also a good, uh, what lead Tasso? What the hell is that? Alter ego. Like what's wait, lead Tasso. Does he wait? Is that something he says in the show? He becomes lead Tasso for, Oh, uh, one when he's like the opposite guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry. My bad. <laughs> and he's like, still like, he's very negative, but he's still kind of positive in a way. <laughs> he can't help it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't want to give anything away, but it's just like, yeah, for me, I can only imagine soccer fans don't like it though, because it's like, Oh yeah. 
like like the announcers are kind of cheesy and it's it's like not anything an announcer would really say and it's like so it's like it's obviously for like to b- pull in as many fans as possible right yeah yeah um but honestly it made me a little bit more interested in soccer so good on them you know and it's and, cool um, that they actually like have the rights like licensing agreement with like the premier league and stuff where they can actually say the you know chelsea and right. manchester united yeah, manchester and have united. their logos and stuff um because yeah, there's nothing i hate more in sports movies than when you don't have licensing agreements <laughs> and you have like the the you know the black and yellow generic name your you know football basketball team the uh okay so you mean like in the replacements and any given sunday which yeah. you haven't seen but yeah but, but they don't uh that one was weird because in any given sunday they they had um fake teams you know they, they made up teams like the miami sharks but then at, at one point in the movie the announcer says like blah 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 the crosstown dolphins and, huh. like, and it's like oh you can kind of so like if this is a fictional league why did you talk about the dolphins yeah you like, know what i'm thinking of is uh sports science right uh do you remember that show yeah where like they wouldn't they would be dressed up like when they're tackling somebody and just like a generic like I know they're not <laughs> no, trying no, no, to I be know. NFL, I know, I know, but, yeah. but just like a generic like black practice jersey, like that's what I, I hate that kind of stuff. I don't know why. Well, for that, that was probably just for their own branding because no. they were just like like this is the sports science team. I whatever. get it, I get it. I thought that show was pretty cool. Actually. No, I do, I do like that show. I wish um, it would come back. But I know what you mean. You know what I mean? You know what? A good example of a time where not having licensing was great, though. And I feel like our audience is a little bit older, so Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run on Super Nintendo. That was fucking amazing. The only real name, well, they had the teams, but the only real player's name was Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> and obviously he was the best player in the game. But then, like, it was all fake names for, like, Albert Bell was Frank Liberty. Like, that's, <laughs> and then um, Barry Bonds was Muscles McPhee and um, Randy Johnson was Bolt Lightning. Like, they just had all these goofy names for all these. It was amazing. And you knew who they were. Yeah. Even nine-year-old me knew who they were. But it was, yeah, it was great. Um, kind of like uh, MLB did with Barry Bonds too, because he would yeah, like Jared he, Downs was uh, it? I think it was John Dow. John Dow, yeah, uh, or Dowd with Dowd. A, yeah, 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 it was it? And then yeah, um, at the end. and uh, and he was white and yeah. just like so it was and like, like scrawny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it funny like, he was scrawny, like because he actually, I mean, he wasn't, he was never scrawny, but he was like there were only like two body types in Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run, for example, and it was a skinny, it was a skinny guy and big guy, and he was a skinny guy, so yeah. Um, dude, you'll have no idea about this regular Nintendo ice hockey. That game was fucking amazing. You, you I, I can picture it in my head. Like you actually know cover, what I'm talking about? The cover, I think. Let me let me look it up to see if I'm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was countries. So it was like USA would play against Poland and Russia and Czechoslovakia and shit. But but you could pick your lineup, and it was just. So, I, know, I know the logo never played it. Okay, yeah, it was amazing. Like, dude, I think just like nostalgia, like internet nostalgia, just kind of it's like popped up. It's, I mean, it's the same era as Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which I hope yeah. you've played. Have you, not. Oh have not. man, you're missing out. I'm telling you, I have to come over to your place sometime. Uh, well, I don't, I, dude, I don't even have it. Like, shit, we'll have to get one of those emulators just to play the old ones, you know. But uh, yeah, on so on the ice hockey one, you had like you had your choice of four players, and you can you could make all your players the big, fat, strong, slow guy. Or or the medium guy, which you get it, and then there's the skinny fast guy. Yeah, and the skinny fast guys are pretty much useless except for their speed, you know. But like, if, as soon as you bump into them, they just go flying across the ice. It's awesome. <laughs> um, and then the goalies are like invincible. Like you, you could just wipe anybody out with the goalies. And yeah, god damn, takes me back to a better time, man. <sighs> so yeah, we ended up on 
Yeah, we ended up we ended up on regular Nintendo ice hockey from Ted Lasso. I guess it makes sense in a way. I feel like Ted Lasso would appreciate both of those games. Like Doctor Seuss said, "Oh, the places you'll go." Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Well, yeah, Cowboys Seahawks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great segue from awesome. fo- from football to football. Uh, there we go. Uh, thank you. You saved it. Um. So this Cowboys Seahawks game, uh, not a lot of defense being played. I'm not gonna com- I'm not gonna complain about it because I, there's been plenty of good defense this year. Um, but yeah, uh, let me see. 21 possessions, no punts, and um, and the Seahawks become the first team. Let's not uh, let's not go too crazy about this. It kind of it's kind of uh, reminiscent of a. Justin Herbert's the fastest quarterback to ever throw 80 touchdowns. Who gives a shit? It's a different league. Like, I don't care. Like, yes, he's good. I get it. Like, I mean, I'm not even sure about that anymore, but he's all right. If he Um, doesn't beat the Patriots on Sunday, probably not very good. It might bump him down a tier. (laughs) (laughs) Tier four to tier five. Um, Yeah, so um, that being said, uh, this stat that I was going to throw at you, though, is the Seahawks are the first team ever to score 35 points and not punt and lose. Now, yes, this is going to happen again because that's the NFL now. <laughs> but um, but it is interesting. And uh, just not a lot of defense being played and a few interesting decisions made, right? So, um, but first of all, I want to, in, in sellout sports fashion, I want to complain about the officiating. A tradition um, unlike any other. Absolutely. The pass interference call on Tariq uh, Woolen was terrible. Um, I think it's early fourth quarter. Ends up being a 35-yard penalty, and this is when the Seahawks are up 35-27. Ends up setting up a field goal for the Cowboys, which, you know, would prove to be important. Um, But, God, I hated that call. He barely touched his shoulder, CeeDee Lamb. um, Barely touched his shoulder while looking back for the ball. I mean, it's exactly... Yeah, I think you just hit the, the nail on the head right there. He was looking back at the ball. I can see it being called if he didn't, if he wasn't, excuse me. But he was looking for the ball. Um, I get what you're saying. Incidental contact. It does move the receiver a little bit off of his route. But if he's looking back for the ball, I have no problem. Uh, we, we just saw another one in this in this college game. Yeah, both guys um, had both I don't know who they were. It. I don't yeah, know. If it, um, I'm not sure either. But but the receiver locked on at the same time. Well, well, it's a jump ball. And then and there's a bo- little bit over his head. I don't think it was necessarily a jump ball. So I think that even why, why? I mean, it, like if the, if the, yeah. if they hadn't locked on with each other, it would have. He might have had a chance at the ball, but have. it really looked uncatchable anyway, right? But they call pi. But this is actually kind of to my point. But what's that? What is that in college football? Fifteen yard penalty. I'm telling you, I think this is what they should make it in the NFL. And the argument against it is like, oh, so DBs are just going to be able to mug receivers down the field all the time. Look, okay, but at least you won't have rece- like. Again, there's no perfect answer. There's there's a there's a there's a push and a pull to everything, right? Sure. I think it should be 15 yards. If you want to say automatic first down for PI, okay. I, I wish they would take it away for illegal contact, but if you want to say if you want to say automatic first down for PI, fine. But it's too many yards for for something that they never call on the offense. And there's only a 10 yard penalty for the offense, by the way. So like I get it, yeah. Will DBs somebody sometimes just to just take the penalty? Sure, and I, and you should make it an automatic first down for that matter, because you know what if it is one of these fourth and twenty five plays where it's um yeah. you know Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game against the Eagles there right? Which, Imagine, <laughs> quite frankly, it was pi. So that should be an automatic first down, right? But you can only give him you can only give him fifteen yards. Like it, anything else is too much. It's just too much. 
And, and it's so it's tough. You don't want to award like, I mean, you want to award smarts for one, but guy gets beat. How and then long, he okay? Just, Listen, I, I get that the savvy in college football is not quite on the level as as an NFL player, right? But how often do you see a, a DB just mug a receiver because it's sometimes it's not not often, but it happens. I know. But here here's the other thing about it: wouldn't you rather see the receiver fight to make the catch? Yeah, forty yards downfield. And one of my favorite things about Cortland Sutton: he always makes the catch, even if he's getting interfered with. Right. Um, I mean, as much as I hate him, Odell Beckham, right? Yeah. Interference on you know one of the most iconic catches in football history, right, right? Right. Like it was, he was getting interfered with. He still went up and got the ball, caught the touchdown. Yeah, it just makes it even greater. That's exactly. So, like, give the receiver an incentive to still go get the ball. And how else do you do that other than don't give him every yard for the pass interference? Right. Yeah, I'm with you. So, um, I don't know, man. May, you know, maybe like maybe you do something different if it's in the end zone. Um. You know, like, because they're also preventing a touchdown. Maybe you go half the distance to the goal, no matter where it is on the field. Something like that. I don't know. Like, that would be a weird one, right? Like, it, like from your weird. own, like from your own 40 and it's a, th- it's a 30 yard penalty. I, I don't know. Something like that. But it, but I'm telling you, it's just like spot foul is just too much. It's too much. Um, but anyway, so some interesting decisions made in the course of this game. Uh, one of which was the, the Seahawks go for it. Um, they're up 35-30 now after that field goal. Yep. And they go for it on fourth and one, running to who we knew, as far as we know, considered one of the better blocking tight ends in the NFL, Will Disley, and then Charles Cross, who I understand to be more of a pass blocker than a run blocker, but the left side of that line on fourth and one. Basically, it sh- just shouldn't have been there. <laughs> it was t- Might as well not have been. It was That was bad, man. Disley and Cross both whiffed on their blocks. Um, DeMarcus, if Demarcus Lawrence doesn't make the tackle, because uh, Charbonnet was nowhere close to the first down, like it, it was also one of those. I guess we're so used to seeing quarterback sneak in that situation. It's like Charbonnet was so deep, and then and then Lawrence got to him like four yards in the backfield, and then if he doesn't make the tackle, there's not, somebody two yards behind uh, the line. Number of Number six, I think, yeah. is their is their linebacker who's uh, like their skinny linebacker whose name I can't remember. Maybe, um, but. Like basically, the play had no chance. So, th- but yeah, so just to you know run it back, it was from the Cowboys forty six with the Seahawks up. Donovan five. Wilson, yep, yep, Donovan Wilson. Thank you. Um, see, from the Cowboys forty six, Seahawks up five with seven minutes to play. And I understand that nobody's been stopping anybody. In fact, other than a missed field goal and a kneel down at the end of the half. Every like, drive re- result in the first yeah, half. Yeah, basically eight possessions. We're not going to count the ninth possession because it was one kneel down. Eight possessions, eight scoring opportunities, seven scoring possessions, and one missed a forty-two yard missed field goal by uh, Jason Myers. Right? Is that yeah. The, yeah. Um. So I get it. Like there wasn't a lot of defense being played. That being said, they had just held the Cowboys to a field goal on the previous drive after giving up a bullshit penalty, thirty-five yards of penalty. You know, thirty-five yards and penalties. So. Why not kick that? But, you know, I say maybe kick that ball away and make the Cowboys go the length of the field because they need a touchdown. Not to mention if the Cowboys go the length of the field, you're, you know, at seven minutes, you're probably looking at getting the ball back with a chance to get a field goal to win it. Right. Or at least yeah. tie. I, I don't have a problem with the, with the fourth and one, um, just because of what you just said, like nobody was stopping anybody. Um, let, let me throw this one at you, uh, under two minutes to go. 
Uh, Cowboys have the ball. They're up three in field goal range. Uh, you know, Seahawks are out of timeouts. Third and, third and whatever it was, they could have just run it, you know, kicked a field goal with a minute left. They decide to throw it. They throw it into the end zone to CeeDee Lamb. It's incomplete. Uh, they got some some pushback for that. What do, what do you think? Do you think it's uh, dumb to, to go for a pass there? Um, I don't know. I mean, Leave that extra 40 seconds off. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, these end of game situations, I feel like it's getting harder and harder to, to, to stop teams now. And, and the offenses are again, PI, right. You know, and if you're, and if you're, uh, if you're getting torched and you got DK Metcalf on the other side, already two touchdowns in the game and everything, a guy, three, that, three. Um, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Three touchdowns in the game. Um, a guy that can just go up and get it. Right. I, um, you know, I'm not going to criticize the decision too much. Obviously, it uh, it proved to be the wrong decision, and it could have hurt him. Uh, and of course, it didn't for a different decision. So, so this is one that I know that you didn't like um, the screen pass on fourth and two. So, you know, Geno Smith was Geno Smith was playing a good game. I mean, you know, everybody offensively had a good game, just about right, um, other than on that fourth and one that we just talked about. But so it's. It's fourth and two. Noah Fant had just dropped a pass that would have been for a first down. And then they go with a screen pass. And now I, I disagree with you. I don't totally agree with you about the fact that they, you know, the running backs coming from the opposite side. Was it Charbonnet on that play too? I believe it, or it was. could have been DJ yeah. Dallas. but or, I think it, No, it was. It was DJ Dallas because I think Charbonnet got hurt. Okay. Yeah. So the running backs. So, so Dallas is coming from the opposite side. Um, not to confuse everybody against Dallas, but DJ Dallas. Um, he's coming from the opposite side on a screen pass. They run it to Micah Parsons and DeMar the Parsons and Lawrence are on the same side. Lawrence sniffs it out, is it goes with the running back, and Parsons is right in Geno Smith's face. And it, <laughs> I sort of get running a screen to Parsons' side. Well, I don't I don't agree with running a screen in that situation, but I don't. If you, I, but if you're going to run a screen, the I guess the part that I disagree with you on is I would probably run it to Parsons' side because he's so fast and he's going to get upfield so quickly that that's kind of ideal for running a screen, right? Do you ever but, chip on a screen? Like, is that a dumb question? To well, ask? No, you're, you're supposed to sell it like, like, oh, you beat me, ah, yeah, you know, like, and you know, and like. I don't know. It, so it's kind of bad, almost like the Parsons didn't. Because you talk about like, um, like on and off sides, right? They blow the they blow it dead now, right? And they say unevaded to the quarterback. Yeah, that's what Michael Parsons was on fourth and two with the game on the line at midfield. Like, yeah, that's just not. I don't care. Like I understand it's a screen. I understand you're not supposed to block. That's not what you want to do in that situation. You know, you, when Geno Smith was, he was. You know, you talk about the. You mentioned the drop by Noah Fant. Uh, it was like a three-yard pass, but you know, would have been a first down. Move the sticks. Uh, he had a nice dart to Tyler Lockett earlier that drive. Like they were moving the ball, you know, they were they were flowing. Gives and he played Smith well the all chance. game. I mean, yeah. thirty-five points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Don't put it in like a in like a gimmicky situation there. Like you you got that far. I don't. I mean, I don't look at it as a, as a screen as a gimmick, but it I, is I don't, a weird. Call I don't on... usually either, but in that situation, I, I think it's gimmicky. Um. You know, and you know the other thing about that is you bring you you make a good point is you should at least get a piece of Micah Parsons because he's so fast, and it kind of makes like the the fourth and one play earlier in the quarter kind of looked like a miscommunication, and it's like like would you really leave Micah Parsons Micah Parsons completely unblocked, and then like 
And again, so like it, to me, it's like Michael Parsons didn't really smell a skunk, but at, at the same time, like he was in Geno Smith's face so fast, it's like I don't know. Did he did he know it was a screen or and not? You know, Dexter what I mean? Lawrence but, did though. I mean, he was right there too. See, I give Dexter because here's the thing: is I think that Smith could have lofted the ball at an angle, like if if nobody else had actually picked there. up that it was screen. If, yeah. if, so I give I actually yeah, I mean, give Lawrence more credit. He could have. There were there was an angle there for Dallas to get a first down, but but Lawrence was on his hip. Like you don't know. We we don't know because you know. Micah didn't allow that play to happen, but yeah, there's a potential for. A first I think down. what I mean is, I think Smith's yeah, throw angle him. could have been different if, yeah. if Lawrence wasn't on him. So, um, I don't know. We can second guess all day. It's what we do, you know. But um, yeah, I, I I'm not a big fan of the screen in that situation either, especially because of the way that you know Gino and the passing game were working. Right. Um, just one other thing. So yeah. Uh, Deron Bland, um, you know, the, the joke out there now is that, you know, uh, Diggs is, uh, he, or Bland is Diggs 2.0, right? Sure. Seems that way. Um, and I, and I'm not mad at it because I've, I've said this from the beginning of the year, right? It's, I mean, it, it works, right? I mean, look at where Dallas is. No, no risk it, no biscuit. And, and, um, and I think that's, I still think that's the best way to play as a corner, you know, in most situations, right? You're not going to play for the pick, you know, like late in the game when you just can't give up the big play. But for the most part, I'm okay with And I feel like sometimes those guys do, right? Yeah. I, no, maybe I feel they like get... it's just in their nature. They're they're unable to kind of like they're they might be situ- situationally aware, but they just can't stop playing how they usually play. No, you get you get you, you tell them ten times and it's just like, well I'm going after the ball. That's what I do. You know what I mean? You get no you like and I and I'm sure they scout and and say this is the kind of guy I want too. Yeah. So like it's just their play style and it's how they've been playing their whole lives probably. Bo Nix Heisman um, moment. Um, if uh, if he pulls this ten point deficit oh, wow. two forty four, I mean people are talking. Oh yeah, is that uh? It's because the Dr Pepper Championship Week thing pulled up there. It just made me think of the uh, the halftime show where they yeah shout out to that like, per- to the person from um, some college that doesn't I don't even think have college football but won a hundred thousand dollars yeah shout out congr- to congratulations Muhammad I I don't I don't know what his last name was but he was yeah Muhammad hundred hundred grand for uh for basically playing hot shot like <laughs> like at the arcade I wonder like they we were, didn't have the volume on I wonder if he practiced yeah I, I would yeah the, yeah we should we should have listened to the interview but. Uh, because like because we you said you saw a girl that like said she like ago. she practiced three for years ago. Yeah. like for a long time like, for it, like right? her and her like her dad both like you know like the setup in the backyard type of deal <laughs> was it for, it was from ten yards away right yeah yeah so oh 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 Oregon oh Oregon Oregon's gonna, gonna oh! have a chance oh my god that was like a seventy yard touchdown and they're gonna call it back at the five two fourteen left you guys will know this by the time you see it but. Or, or you or, hear yep. this? Or Oregon has three timeouts too, so you know, I don't know. Did do you he punt? step out? Do you punt or do you? On he didn't step kick? out. That's a touchdown. You heard it here first. Um, so you, you, do, do you play defense or do you or do you go onside kick here? He doesn't step out. That's a touchdown. I know. No, I know. I'm saying. I'm saying they scored. So now, do 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 you kick off or do you or do you go onside kick? I I'm a believer in onside kick. You can give up one first down and maybe they. They kick a field goal and then you still get it back, type of deal. You still got to go the length of the field, though. It is true. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, no, I get what you're saying. Onside kick, it's still not over just because because they get the onside kick. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a we had a moment like that in um, in the Cowboys Seahawks game too. With uh, they were up seven, I believe the Cowboys went up seven, and 
uh, I think you asked in a reel, like, should oh yeah, you, I mean, there, yeah, no, we've talked about this before. Yeah, it's like I think we're both on it. Like, yeah, just go for go for two. What's the loss? You can make it a two possession game, or it's it's a normal touchdown with an extra point lead. I don't think a, the benefit of eight points is that especially great. in a game like that. I, like it doesn't. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Um, I think when 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 points are coming easily, like I would rather have the two possession lead. Yeah. Like when I don't think couldn't what, agree more. Um, so yeah, I, like I don't I, I don't necessarily believe in it every time. I, I like I'm not an analytics guy. You know what I mean? They have their place, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go by the spreadsheet every fucking time. You know, like like the the baseball the 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 moneyball shit yeah, making David, its way into David football. David Ortiz just said today he said, "Hey, Craig Breslow, uh, cool it on the analytics a little bit, bud." <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He, he said he hopes that uh, you know the new new uh ceo or baseball chief operating officer coo chief of baseball operations chief of baseball operations thank you he hopes that uh they're a little more you know kind of flow of the game type of guy yeah more yeah baseball guys not fucking nerds yeah yeah. um touchdown confirmed we got a game buddy we got a game i know (laughs) we should we should we should pause and watch the rest of this you want it yeah 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 talk to you guys soon Hello, sports fans. We are back. <laughs> we had to watch the end of Washington and Oregon. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack there. And not to mention, we have brought back our friend Parker Rush. Um, he, he watched the end of the game as well. So the first thing I got to ask, Parker, because it, I, I'm confused. I literally just asked the internet. I just posted it out there that I didn't fucking know, that I'm an idiot and I don't know. But so it's 159. First, first and ten. Washington has the ball after the uh, uh, onside's kick, running play, and the safety blitzes gets held by the center, I believe, maybe the guard, and so it's a holding call. They get six yards, but there's a penalty, and they stop them short of the first down. So I have to ask everybody out there, anybody out there, go ahead and message us. Call me a fucking dumbass, like everybody on social does. I don't really give a fuck. Um, so I don't know. Did. Did Dan Lanning basically decline a a chance at a free timeout because instead of second and four and holding on to the timeout because I believe a holding penalty stops the clock, instead he went to first and 20. Now, I, I don't know what the rule is in the NFL because this just happened in the Giants and Jets game a few weeks ago where Kayvon Thibodeau was offsides and so the Jets didn't need to burn a timeout and... And it's yeah, the offsides right, even though right. they de- they decline the offsides because they have like a thirty yard gain. Yeah, but the offsides call stop the clock. I don't know if it's the same thing in college. I found one. It's basically Reddit for refs. It looks like it's called like ref stripes or some shit. I don't know, but basically refs just talk about their ref things. And I got bullied today. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, people are horrible. But um, and one ref confirmed in 2019. At least his understanding was, yeah, like it, once the penalty is quote unquote completed, which he defined as whether it's declined, accepted, or, accepted declined. or yeah. So um, then the then the clock stops. So the weird thing is, is we're watching Dan Lanning talk to the ref about it, and so like I can only what else could Dan Lanning be asking him, or what could they be talking about except, hey, does the clock stop here? If that's not what he's asking, what the fuck are you asking him? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, Parker. Do you do you have any? Uh... Do you know about this? Because I'm I'm not sure, to be honest with you at all. I'm not going to lie. I have absolutely no idea whether it stops the clock or not. That's a weird, obscure My guess would be it doesn't. 
But it does in the NFL because I just saw it happen a few weeks ago. So I all right. Well, I and mean, my guess is, yeah. is means nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big mistake if if what we're understanding is true. If it does stop the clock, I know it's a short yardage to gain, but I mean, you just gotta you just gotta you know buckle up on the run and you have to try and stop them. I mean, your season's over if you give up four yards at that point. But that's much better than you know potentially getting the ball back with. It looked like it would have been. They called time, uh, you know. They called timeout with one hundred one hundred one left. So yeah. by the completion of the play, and give Washington credit, they were running plays that were long developing. They were running tosses out to the outside versus just a handoff inside. It might sound stupid, but those, you know, two or three seconds make a big difference between getting the ball back with twenty two or or eighteen. Especially when you see what Bo Nix just did to you know force us to pause this podcast <laughs> also yeah exactly I'll, you know also give credit to washington for third and four and we and everybody we're looking at each other like yeah hey, do you throw it here i don't know we're like oh do you do the run pass option do you do, do you i, I would have out? rolled out i yeah. still would have rolled out no I, I was with you i was like no i like it you know roll him out right i said roll him out to his non-dominant side so Penix is right right um so give them credit on that play they even like don't underestimate the fact that they did a bunch of weird motion, like everybody spread out and everybody had to get set and all, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things that can go wrong there. They executed it and then they got the first down, you know? Um, and the guy, I mean, not that it matters, but he slid down and he made sure that he held onto the ball. I mean, you keep going, there's a potential for a punch out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I guess like if you want to, you know, if you want to be a dick about it and nitpick a little bit, he should have gone in. He should have tried to go down inbounds, but, like you know, because no, that, he went that, down in bounds. Like no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Oh, that's he that's didn't. why the clock stopped. Oh, uh, I guess I. I mean, the, the game was over at that point. So you're talking about the final first down. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm talking. No, about I'm talking about the the first down to Nada Dunze, the other receiver. Um, Mc, oh, okay. McMillan. Excuse me, I'm talking um, about the run after. Excuse me. No, I was talking about yeah. the the to get the first down to get them to 159 first and ten. Yep. Like, yep. And then the next play is what we're talking about this holding penalty. But uh, anyway, so. Washington's in, right? Washington has to be in the college football playoff, right? What are we yeah, yeah no, Washington's, Washington's locked. In. Yeah, no, they're they're in. Um, yeah, Pac-12 is in. I I think Pac-12's in regardless. Uh, if Oregon were what were to have won, yeah, but, I think we discussed this. Pac-12 yeah. should have been in either way. Yeah, but uh, okay, Parker, let me ask you this though. I will. I, we we can do the the Florida State debate a little bit because I feel like I I want Parker's take on this. I do not think that an injury to a quarterback should mean a goddamn thing about whether they go to the college football playoff. You can you can have your feelings about Florida State and say they don't deserve it because Florida, just based on their strength of schedule and all that shit. But they're number four right now. They the college football playoff committee has already determined that they're number four. You can't if they beat Louisville this weekend, you can't bump them out is my case. I don't give a shit who's playing quarterback. Otherwise, the regular season means nothing. Your thoughts, Parker? Um, I mean, I agree. But I've seen it before. So, I wouldn't be shocked either, but um I mean, I agree. They are a deserving team. Go undefeated. And to have one injury derail everything would be a travesty. With that being said, though, I was that hope a pun? they keep them out was for that, this reason. Was that a pun? A travesty? <laughs> is it that? Did you do that on purpose? 
I didn't, but it makes sense. Okay. We'll just roll it. You're smarter than you think. (laughs) (laughs) He just walks right into him. He can't even help it. Uh, Um, The more I think about it, like having a third string quarterback win that game and they make it to the playoffs, it would be kind of, it'd be cool. You know, we're, we're an hour, hour and a half away from our initial conversation on this. Um, You fucking flip flopper. I would have respected you more if you stuck with it. Like, I mean, like the narrative, <laughs> the narrative would be cool, right? Like, fair enough, fair enough. Like, and it's kind of like everyone's talking about like the Cardell Jones game, right? Parker, you can attest to this. Um, you you win with a backup, but you win decisively. Then it's a totally different conversation than if you squeak in, right? Uh, if if yeah, they, I mean, if we did have out, to win by fifty nine points. Yeah, if you go out and win by forty plus, that's a totally different conversation than all oh, their. They're limping into the playoffs, and they they had a game winning field goal with you know to win by two. That's a th- those are two very different conversations you're having. So it it depends on how Florida State wins if they are to win as well. I mean, yeah, I guess. Is, uh, okay. No, sorry. Go ahead, Parker. No, no, I agree. I mean, if they just squeak by, I could see them getting fucked, and I could understand it too. So. You know, I guess this, to a certain degree, this will be a moot point next year. But we'll, but we'll also be having the same debate about teams twelve, thirteen, and fourteen next year, right? So I said to Mawson, like, in a perfect world, quite frankly, I'd rather see the the champion of every conference be represented. Like, I feel like I want to make it more like March Madness, where it's an automatic bid. If you if if you're a one one A or an F, FBS team or whatever the hell they call it now. And you win your conference. So, yeah, Sunbelt, Mountain West, whatever. You're all fucking in. Because the thing is, again, I mean, we all saw Boise State, Oklahoma. Nobody gave Boise State a chance in that game, okay? Um, upsets happen. So, look, even if it's one out of 100, one out of 50 maybe, like, they happen. So, those, if you go um, – look, I know. We, we've seen UCF get – like, what was it? UCF was in the college – or no, they, they – no, they declared themselves. No, Cincinnati. Yeah, UCF declared Cincinnati, themselves thank national champions. So I understand the confusion. <laughs> Which is stupid. But, okay, but okay, but again, the TCU example, right? So like, I, I'm sorry. So like, I just I just want to get your thoughts real quickly, Parker, because we did go down this rabbit hole. But what do you think about just like an automatic bid for a conference championship, no matter how shitty your conference is? Because I don't know, man. I yeah, frankly, I'd like to. I don't know. UNLV played Michigan fairly tough this year. You know what I mean? Like, you know, especially through the first half. I think they game in it'd be them 35 to 7, but it wasn't a complete embarrassment. You know what I mean? 35 7 is bad, but it's not that bad. And that was when UNLV wasn't even playing that well yet. <laughs> I, I'm just I mean, saying. UNLV to lose by that to Michigan is impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> and, and again, we're talking now, what about later in the season when you have. Yeah, I mean, college football playoff, you get a fucking month to prepare for that team. Yeah. You know what I mean? UNLV money line all day, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I didn't say money line, but maybe to cover the spread. I don't know. Look, uh, I don't know. Parker, it's it's your turn. Mawson and I have uh, talked enough shit about it. So when you say automatic bid, are you saying for the 12 team or just in general? No, no, no! For the con- for every conference championship, so so for so, next year's format, 12, uh, 12 is all is what we're going on. Yeah, yes. the, which we know is not no, going to happen. I next highly year. disagree. Like, I'm sorry, man, but no, you like in the SEC, you already had your chance. So if Georgia beats S- Alabama in the SEC championship game, 
then what the t- the loser already had their chance to get into the dance. So I would no, like I want yeah, I I think things will start to even out if that happens because of the exposure that it gets to smaller schools. And don't we want parity? Look how good parity's been for college for the pro football game. I mean, parity would be good for any league. I, I mean, okay, you are making a good point, but the top tier programs are never going to give up ground to teams like UNLV, UCF. Like, like those teams are where they are, and they're going to stay there. But like the middle ground, I don't think we can say that. They can make that. I don't think we can say that for sure. Like, like t- teams break into the top ten all the time. Louisville was was ten a week ago. Like Louisville's not a that I kind of. Pro- I mean, Louisville's not good. Okay, one example. I'm saying, like, I mean, University of South Florida came out of fucking nowhere and became a. a I mean, I think they reached the top ten at one point. You know, for for a few years there. Um, I mean, there's a million examples. Like, like Ball State's been in the top twenty five. Like, so you can't say that the the big programs aren't going to give up ground. Like, I think they are giving up ground, especially as NIL money comes in. I mean, where like where the hell? I'm saying like the the big programs like. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State—they're like, not going to give up any ground to those teams. Okay, well, what happened to Florida? Like, where the hell is Florida gone? Because Florida's losing to to teams, you know, those like what you would call a mid-major in college basketball, I guess, right? Like, I mean, is that a thing in college football? But smaller programs, Florida's losing to them. Florida's giving up ground to them, right? Um, I mean, Florida isn't anywhere near. The level of Alabama, Georgia. They were. State, Florida was kicking the shit out of Alabama 10, 15 years ago. Who was the head coach? Who was the head coach? What? So it's just about Urban Meyer. Okay. It all comes back to Urban I mean, Meyer. No, no. I mean, like, seriously, Urban Meyer is the only time they've been, like, I, I, okay, okay. really, really hang good. Hang on. Hang on. Go bigger picture with me. I'm just using Florida as one example of a program that has fallen from grace, and I'm giving you examples of other programs that – built their way up fucking Florida Atlantic was a, was a ranked team a couple of years ago. That has nothing to do with urban Meyer. So like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? No, I mean like um, what I'm saying is, is they will make like some ground, but they'll never compete with like Alabama. Hang on. I need to pull up the ESPN top 25 right now, because there's a couple of teams in there that don't really belong there. Really, like by typical standards. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the there, but like, dude, Missouri is ninth in the country right now. When was the last time Missouri was was involved whatsoever? And Louisville is yeah, but number you could fourteen. Say that's a product of the SEC being weaker. Tulane is twenty two. Liberty is twenty four. Tulane had a really good year last year. Okay. Liberty, 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 dude. Liberty, Liberty. is twenty four. James Madison would be ranked right now if it, if not for a field goal by Appalachian State. Like these, like what I'm saying is NIL is going to spread the talent more thin across the more more programs, and you're going to end up with more parity. That's that's the case that I'm making, and that w- and you'll only further that. Now, yeah, the bigger the bigger schools are going to fight against that because they don't want it. They don't want James Madison playing in the college football playoff because yeah. 
It'll be more exposure for the smaller programs. Take dollars out of their pocket. It'll take dollars out of their pocket. It'll make recruiting harder. Of course, they're going to fight against it, and they have the power. But eventually, you know, things things can kind of trend in that direction, right? I mean, whatever. We all know this is heading for two super conferences eventually anyway, right? But in the near future, I'd like to see it be more like March Madness. Because I'm telling you right now, a James Madison would be in Ohio State or in Alabama one out of 50 times. An App State might be to Michigan. Yep. Thank you. I mean, it's not like that's the only example. App State was one of the most. Fun no, ones. I'm not. I'm not saying like that's never a possibility. Then why? Then they, then it should be allowed to happen. So this is my this was no. my argument, Parker. It's because like the playoffs aren't that. It's you don't get a ticket in just because you win in a lower conference. Um, like there can be very bad. Like the Sun Belt's kind of a weird example this year because it's. Uh, you talk about parity tw- again. Twelve out of the fourteen teams bowl eligible, but it's because that's it's heading that direction. But a bad Sun Belt team, you don't want that in the playoffs. Like you're, it's the conference. The conference, cha- the conference champion's not going to be a bad Sun Belt team. It's going to be a good Sun Belt. Team. The, the way this is like going to go is you're going to have two mega conferences that are going to have their own playoff, and then everyone else is going to have their own. So you're, you're talking like more independent, like to, to like, it's going to be the SEC and Big Ten, and then there's going to be like divisions off of that. It'll be like, it'll be like kind of like the NFL, like two conferences, like AFC, well, NFC. Kinda, it's going to be like power two, and then everyone else okay. on their own. Okay, but next year, what would you rather see? Would you rather see the college football playoff, the 12, the, you know, the 12 seed in the college football playoff decided by players in pads or would you rather see it decided by a bunch of old white guys in suits in a boardroom somewhere in texas it's like in texas so i would rather see it decided on the football field that's 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 what i want because again yes we know that we know that georgia and alabama whoever loses that game is better than whoever wins the sun belt guess what they get their chance to get to the dance in the conference championship game see i think you're just you're i think you're I penalizing. Think this is an yeah, you're penalizing programs for competing against other top level really programs, programs, which isn't a recipe you want for success. If you want to see teams play other teams, if that's the case, okay, I lost the conference championship. Okay, so we're we're talking about they're not being a conference maybe in a few years. So what's the what's the benefit? to playing regular season meaningful games against other top teams if oh the 12 and 0 team is going to get in okay let's let's uh schedule hawaii nevada you know all these yeah so we're going back to the bcs well yeah but you don't get to the conference championship game unless you have a good conference record that's true but what you will there will there be conferences no 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 okay so no what you're making a valid this is the most valid point you've made is why play in a tougher conference? That's valid. Okay, so I mean, frankly, I fine. Spread it out. I don't care. I I would I would rather see more opportunities. You know, in, instead of uh, I don't know, man. It's just like I know college football is different than college basketball. I know it is, but college basketball just feels like almost anybody could win. Like a 16 seed beat a fucking one seed last year because and because the, the talent's getting more. Because the talent's getting spread more thin there too, and it's and it, and it, and you see 
you see the impact more in basketball because literally one guy can transform a program there where, you know, there's only five guys on the court, right? Right. Um, but it's happening in football. It's just happening more slowly. And that's, again, I mean, it's, it's Nick Saban, I'm sure, you know, he's made cases against NIL that are valid and not just in his best interest. They're, you know, they're real reasons. Like, yeah, guys shouldn't just go to the highest bidder and they shouldn't give up after one year, transfer portal, all that stuff. It's also because it sucks for him. <laughs> Parker, we've talked at nauseum about this. Final take on it. <laughs> I mean, like, I get what he's saying. I just wholeheartedly disagree. I think having, like, a allowed. playoff of Ohio State, Michigan, well, get off our Georgia, <laughs> Notre Dame, like, I think that is way more entertaining than having one champion from each conference and like six of those teams are going to be absolute shit teams. How how dare you disrespect my co-host with that? <laughs> All right. Hello, sports fans. We are, we are back after our second uh, not commercial break, but one um, day, one day. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, we have to decide whether we want to do reads, like just get them all done at the beginning or do it in the middle. I'm sure, like, I'm sure payment options are different that way, too. Yeah, like, I'm sure, like, like, they're like, oh, you're just going to do them all at the beginning. Everyone's going to skip through them. Yeah. Yeah. You, Pennies like, on the dollar. If put, yeah. If we put it in the middle, it's probably better. Sorry. We are sellout sports, so we're we're going to screw you guys. We are. We are always thinking about this stuff. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to inform you. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to make your, your listening experience, you know. Maybe not as enjoy, enjoyable as it should be. So sorry about that. But that being said, if you're a Schadenfreude, which means you know if you like kind of delight in the pain of others, then uh, well, again, here Par- we are. Parker's here, and Ohio State lost last week, <laughs> and so um, yeah, I'm just gonna let Par- uh, Parker. Let me give you a prompt, okay? Which I've already, uh, you know, I've kind of put it out there on social already. But uh, Ryan Day's 54 and one in the regular season against anybody that isn't Michigan. But, of course, he has lost his last three games against Michigan. Should Ryan Day be done as Ohio State's head coach? No, he shouldn't be done, but uh, his seat is ablaze. If he loses next year, I don't care what happens. I'm dragging him out of Ohio Stadium myself, and I will throw his dead carcass. Okay, Ohio. Okay, okay. Ohio State's number one. But they lose to Michigan, but they make the playoff and still win the national championship. Okay, he's 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 probably staying. <laughs> you said no matter what, goddammit. All right. <laughs> okay, so here's here's my thing. At Ohio State, we have three goals. Win the Big Ten, win the national championship, and beat those. Fucking arrogant assholes from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And when Ryan Day signed the dotted line, he knew what he was getting himself into. And you know what? This born on third base is starting to sound like it might be the thing. I was I was just about to uh, man, pull up the, the receipts, Parker. So please go ahead. This man has gone one and three against Michigan. The only win was the year after Urban left. Since then, he has had Justin Fields, CJ Stroud, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Marvin Harrison Jr., and we have nothing to say about anything. 
We have no national titles. We have one Big Ten title, and that came in 2020 in the COVID year. Like, this is asinine. We are the Ohio State University. At this current moment, we are a laughing stock. Like, blow the fucking thing up. We need to get back to the basics. We need to run the fucking ball. We need to just pound teams. We need to fucking annihilate them. We need to put the fear of God that when they play the Ohio State Buckeyes, they are going to die. I can I can accept losing to Alabama and Georgia. Like, it hurts. But to lose to Michigan, an inferior opponent, who we literally had them on the brink of firing Harbaugh, to now they own us. We, we are owned by Michigan. This is terrible. I'm, like, in my lifetime, this program has never been in a worse position. And uh, I'm just sick and tired of it. Like, I used to be proud to wear the Blanco. I'm no longer, like, I. it's it's just, it, it hurts. Parker, so. I am hurt. So let me ask you this. Does it hurt even more because Ohio State had a chance to, in some eyes, erase the last two losses with a win here? There was the, you know, you win that game. There is the, oh, you know, they beat us with the with the rogue agent type of thing when they knew our plays. But but now here we are and, you know, it's three straight and it's no Harbaugh and it's it's everything. It's true. You kind of had the built-in excuse for yeah. the last two games. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's my take. I don't give a fuck about the rogue agent shit. <laughs> I thought that shit was funny. I respect that. Like, I I don't I don't think it should be a built-in excuse. We are built to beat them. We are better than them. We have way better players than they do. So hang on, let me stop. They just out coach us. Hang on. You said so you you named a bunch of players that Ryan Day had, but really all you said were quarterbacks and wide receivers. Now Basically, and what we I, had great defensive players too. Uh, hang on. So, I, what I want to ask you then is, does Ryan Day owe Lou Holtz an apology? I mean, I don't think I don't think he does. With how I mean, passionate you were about everything else, I, I, I don't know. It, it sounds volumes. like it, I mean, you just said we need to put the fear. Of, so it sounds like you don't think that you're physical enough and tough enough. That was Lou. That was Lou Holtz's criticism, wasn't it? And Ryan Day did took. A lot. He took exception to that. He was trying to find Lou Holtz about 8 p.m. that night. Yeah, he took offense for sure. I mean, in this game, like we we were out physicaled, but it wasn't like incredibly like lackluster. It it wasn't as bad as the last two years, right? Like I have to. No, it definitely wasn't as bad as the last two years. It was really just that one last drive when Michigan just. That looked like the last two converting. years. That did look Yes, like. that did. That I agree. Um, t- uh, um, your thoughts on... I don't think he was Lou Holtz. So your thoughts on... You said that you texted me. Uh, you think Ryan Day may not get the rivalry. I honestly don't know if he does. So like, I, I heard I, a take about as this. As an Ohio State fan, 
I heard a take about this. Let's, l- let me throw this at you really quick. He's recruiting guys from Florida and California and all these other places. And there's not a ton of Ohio talent on the roster. There's some, but there's not a ton. Urban Meyer did the same thing, but I guess Urban Meyer's kind of considered that motivator and he kind of instilled that rivalry from day one. Now, I've seen Ryan Day talk about the rivalry and it seems very important to him. Do you think that's the difference? Do you think he's not, maybe he needs to recruit some more Ohio kids and who really bleed the rivalry and, and get that kind of... Let, 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 me, let me piggyback on that question right now because because uh, he needs to defend this tweet. McCoy, what I, the first thing I need to happen is for McCord to either die or transfer. He ain't it. <laughs> and <laughs> so, he's been consistent so, with that in our conversations. Okay. So, so hang on. It's interesting in college football now is this is kind of like free agency now. So with the quarterbacks, I mean, there, there, there will be more, I'm sure, in the transfer portal. But with what you know is in the transfer portal right now, who do you want to replace McCord because I imagine you don't want it to be anybody in your system right now. Um. So my thing is, is I don't know if this highly touted um kid is named Aaron Mullen. Is I don't know if he's going to be a freshman next year or if he's a senior in high school next year. If he's a freshman next year, I want him on the field day one. What What about the freshman that? Actually got snaps at the beginning of the year this year. I can't Devin something or uh Devin Brown. Yeah, Devin Brown. <laughs> was he wearing like number thirty three or something? Um Yeah, for Simon Sammy Buff. Oh right, right. Oh, That's is that tradition? what tradition? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Or not a tradition, but yeah, I think we actually talked about that on I think we did on I, air, yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot. I can't remember stuff like that. But yeah. Um uh DJ you I <laughs> Oregon State quarterback. DJ Uyangalele. Yeah. He's uh he's in the transfer portal if he's not going to the draft. Would you want him? Wait, how can he go back in the transfer portal? I thought he just I thought he just transferred. He transferred from Clemson. He did, didn't but he? he's a graduate. He's yeah. a graduate. Yeah. Oh, so it's fucking what? I don't I don't understand these. Don't rules. give him a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want him? I don't know. I really don't. Riley Leonard. He's going. He's going to Notre Dame, so no. Yeah. Wait, did he say that? Probably not, but... I think that's what all indications are. Mm. Tyler, is it Tyler Van Dyke, Miami? No. Leave me... Leave him out of the state of Ohio, please. <laughs> JJ McCarthy. Who I would Ohio rather State recruited. Take or, a sign act. Or failed to recruit. One of the two. Jesus. <laughs> We, I just want to give the disclaimer that uh, the views of our guests, the, the views of yeah, does not uh, necessarily n- reflect n- the the views of Sellout Sports. Thank you. I couldn't get it out. Thank you. All right. These views do reflect my views. <laughs> he endorses. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, let's move on from that. Let Parker calm down a little bit. Um, all right. We're on to December football, so I just I just want to like mention right now. Wait, I'm, what, I'm, what, uh, one last thing. Oh, okay, go ahead. That was Parker Rush's Ohio State manifesto. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Yeah, I mean, we just need to we we need to start running the ball better. 
We, we just need to get back to being a physical football team. I'm a little disappointed in the text. He said we need to impose our will. I don't think <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I heard that in that rant. That's the only thing I'm, I'm we were missing. But um, great stuff, Parker. Thank you. I knew that would be good radio. I'm I thank you. Um, and I'm sorry that we we made you go through it. Yeah, again, sorry but. your pain is our gain. So. <laughs> It's it's all right. It's my pain for the next 360 days. So <laughs> it is, it's healthy to talk about it. Look, it's sellout sports, and we will we will happily profit from people's suffering. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so look, it's December football, and I it's December first, and I'm going to say right now, this is when you separate the men from the boys. Like, I mean, Parker just talked about it. Be more physical, right? You're going to start seeing rain, cold little bit of fucking snow all that stuff this is when all the shit that i talk about matters most i mean we've seen all year that the running game still matters which makes me really happy because of the i mean what 12 13 weeks ago i, I was telling you it's starting to not matter right right and uh i was wrong and i'm really glad and now now that we've really seen it being physical being tough good offensive line mixing in the running game helping your quarterback out it all matters and so the teams that can do that now, especially this time of year, are going to be better off, and they're going to win. Um, so I'm just, I'm just calling my shot. Is I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be right, and um, that's, and uh, shocker. No, listen, no, listen, man. Right. I, no, no, no. I've been wrong about plenty. I just admitted a thing I was wrong about. That being said, I'm going to be right about this. Um, someday, someday the NFL is going to move playoff football to the summer, and then it probably won't matter as much. But. Until that happens, the running game and being physical and being tough and playing good defense matters. And so um, I'm just glad it's here. And here we go. You know, we got, what do we got, five, five, six weeks to go? Yeah, we're entering week 13. So, yeah, five, six weeks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, week 18. So, yeah, six weeks, six weeks left of football and of, of regular season football. And then really being tough and uh, being able to handle the cold matters. So, the windows get smaller, and the uh, and the receivers don't like to take hits as much. And uh, I don't know, man. I, like I think even Brady Brady talked about this again. I, I'm saying Brady for commissioner. He talked about this. They get away with. I said this a long time ago. Is wide receivers get away with bad habits now? It's not that they're not talented. It's not that the the. I mean, the talent level's only gotten better, and the route. You know, th- little nuances of route running and things like that. You know, at its highest level, it's gotten better. But you also see a lot of turds that are just fucking fast that are in the NFL now. You know what I mean? No, like, you're, it's, like, it's like, true. I, I mean, like John Ross got drafted because his 40 time. And then, right. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't stay in the and, league. And but, don't get me wrong. That's always happened. There's always been turds. that Yeah, were just the Raiders have existed for a while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, everybody's fallen in love with speed for a long time. But what I'm saying is, you you know, there was, you're getting to a point with all the rule changes and everything like that and teams thinking that the rule changes were going to help them more. And, and I, w- I was with them. I thought the rule changes were going to help them more. But they are getting away with more bad habits. And you are seeing more receivers that don't – not just receivers, quarterbacks too. Just a lot of players in general that just don't understand a lot of the nuances of the game. I think that toughness and savvy and, and intelligence just aren't rewarded as much. Now, that doesn't mean that – Justin Jefferson isn't all of those things. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean Stefan Diggs isn't all of those things. What I mean is the guys at the margins, it's different now. 
You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Is that fair? I mean, I'd say it's fair. Uh, hand up. I just, as soon as you said cold weather, uh, the only thing that's been in my mind is just we need a Buffalo Bills Lake Effect snow game more than anything. I know they're they're you know they're kind of scrapping for a playoff spot at this point. Yeah, they're they're on the ten end. right now, yep. like we mentioned. But I just can't get that out of my mind. That shit's good for the soul. Yeah, I just I need a Buffalo Bills eighteen inch Lake Effect snow game. 100% agree. In Honestly, my life right now. I feel like there's no better way to actually display athleticism. Like, LaSha- again, LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, McCoy definitely in the agree. snow. You would definitely you know what agree. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's like really like separating, you know, the. the, the like Jesus <laughs> Christ walked on water, right? And LaShawn McCoy <laughs> ran through the snow. Um, Mike's views do not necessarily reflect that. <laughs> don't, 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 don't get the Jesus freaks after me, Mike. <laughs> No, but seriously, like I mean, like a Tyreek Hill though, on you know, yeah. in a snow game, like yeah. he would just be a terror to tackle, you know. Um, I don't know if Gronk played in a ton of snow. I mean, like obviously New England, like bad weather games, but I can't imagine. Like well, that, it doesn't come to mind. But honestly, like, one of the most perfect football games I've ever seen was that uh, the Patriots over the Titans in the snow. Oh yeah, wasn't yeah. that like fifty six to nothing yeah, or something? At, like it was at in the second quarter. Maybe it, it was like forty. I think it was forty two. Yeah, it was like mid October too. I think it was forty-two yeah. nothing at halftime. I think or something. it was how Hall- it was Halloween, right? Or it might have even been was before it? Halloween. It was an October snowstorm. Parker's right. Um, was that the Randy Moss year? Was that oh yeah? Randy Moss had like a he had um, a Randy Moss stat line. He had like yeah. a like a three in the second quarter. I think it was like four catches, one hundred eighty-one yards, and two touchdowns or something. All right, I'm gonna look it up so we can actually get the actual numbers here. Oh, 59 to zero. I was wrong. Um, With the uh, one of the best throwback jerseys in the. Tom Brady, the league too. Tom Brady, 29 to 34, 380, six touchdowns. And I can almost guarantee he didn't play the fourth Oh, do you, do you, Patriots fans, do you remember who the running back was for that game for the Patriots? It's Pat, it's, it's not was Kevin it Danny Ball, Woodhead? Right? Nope. Well, he might have been on the team, but he wasn't the leading rusher in this game. Who was it? Lawrence Maroney? Ben Jarvis Green Ellis? L- Lawrence Maroney. There Lawrence you go. Maroney, yeah. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, a.k.a. the law firm. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis had 67 yards in this game, too, actually. Yeah. Wes Welker, 10 catches, 152, two touchdowns. Randy Moss, 8 for 129 and three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Just 59 to nothing, boys. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> I know, yeah. 45, well it was 45 to nothing at halftime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it, it was over. Early, I think Brady. You said he had six touchdowns. I think they were all first half. I'm almost. I'm pretty confident those were all first half touchdowns. We could probably confirm that as well. Hang on. Uh, but yeah, just what a game. Um, but I don't even need it to be a high scoring snow snow. Like just give me. I hate this. I'm when I'm promised a snow game and then they shovel the snow. They clear or, the field. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> it sucks. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, can't we no, believe no, in anything anymore? What one touchdown to Randy Moss in the third quarter? Ah, oh, damn. And then Brian Hoyer, one-yard touchdown run in the fourth. But, Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, in the third. Man, yeah, Bra- Brady was out in the third quarter yeah. of this game. Which, like, I mean, Belichick left Brady in longer than, like, anybody. Oh, and yeah. he took him out of that game. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, where were we? I got to get the budget back up. Here we go. Oh, yeah. So, this is a very interesting game coming up. And uh, which will have nothing to do with winter weather because it's in Houston. <laughs> but... Uh, but Broncos and Texans, it's it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tough physical game. It's kind of a playoff game on December, whatever, 4th, right? Um, 
yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of a playoff game for them. They're both six and five. Um, I think the Broncos are the eight seed right now and just barely on the outside looking in. And uh, yeah, like whoever loses this game is is hurting in the playoff picture because everybody like if I mean anybody right now that loses in the AFC is hurting. Um, yeah, every win just seems so, or every loss, excuse me, seems so drastic. Yeah, I mean like just that. I mean the Bills losing to the Eagles, like yeah. I really, I literally, I just thought the Bills were going to win because I was like, they need it so much more than the Eagles do. Right. And, um, but hey, the Eagles found a way. But, um, so this Broncos Texan game, just, I, I you know, kind of did a deep dive into the stats a little bit. And, uh, my initial thought, it, it was actually, I thought I liked the Texans. And then I really started looking into it. All the turnovers that the Broncos have been forcing lately. And Stroud is actually not taking care of the football. Uh, he did he did last week against Jacksonville, but I think that he's going to hit a little bit of a rookie wall, which almost all of them do. And and because you think about it, the workload on him and the and he has been sacked a lot, he has been hit a lot, and now he just lost his starting right tackle. And Tank Dell and, uh, might not play, so I I get what you're saying. Um, I think turnovers are going to matter. The Broncos, you you can't look at the Broncos' season stats because they're still so skewed by that one game against the Dolphins. Um, they're literally like in the bottom third for everything defensively still. But over the last five six games, uh, or especially four, because that's when they started their um, they uh, forced five turnovers against the Chiefs, only gave up nine points. Um. And yeah, uh, but yeah, you look at it. So uh, that was the, the game against the Chiefs. I think they gave up a little over 300 total yards, um, but five turnovers, only nine points. Um, oh, excuse me, 274 is what it was. Um, then the week after that, 369 against the Bills, but four, 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 four turnovers. Then against the Vikings, a game that broke my heart. Um, they gave up 385, but forced three turnovers, and they forced field goals when you know when the yeah, Vikings right. needed touchdowns. Ben, don't break. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, last week against the Browns, I don't know if you throw it out because it was, you know, um, uh, DTR, but um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, 269 total yards, uh, gave up 12 points, and uh, I think forced, what, three more turnovers in that game. Mm. The Broncos defense uh, has executed some sort of turnaround that I don't think we've seen the likes of it. And, and again, I, I don't know, you give credit to Sean Payton, too. He's not the defensive coach, but he keeps coaching teams with good defenses. I, I don't know. Obviously it's Vic Fangio too, right? But um oh excuse no, he's no, sorry, who's the defensive coordinator? I think it's What's Vance it? Joseph again. Sorry, isn't Vance, it? sorry, yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, I'm pretty Vangio. sure it's Vance Joseph yeah. having the time of his life. Yeah, my bad. I, I <laughs> Fangio's back in Miami. Yeah, no, I yeah, Van, yeah, Fangio's in Miami. My bad. But um but yeah, I, I I don't know, like something about the aggressiveness or you know, like I mean Peyton, Peyton seems to have something to do with the defense on the team too. Um Dude, I I appreciate all that analysis. Um, you're you're my Broncos expert now. I'm going to give you the dumbest thing I've probably said on this show. I, the Broncos are just fun to watch. I do not know what to make of them whatsoever, and I'm not even going to try to know what to think of them because they, they just confuse me on so many levels. The dysfunction to function to dysfunction from offense to defense, it's just um, I've tried to understand it. I don't know. I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to take it in for what it is and kind of see how it goes. I think, I think it's going to be a fun one. That's and, the, and the Texans are, you know, not, they're not as up and down, right? It's not much, uh, as much of a roller coaster, but as you just mentioned, the turnovers for CJ, 
And yeah, the rookie wall, that seems like it's plausible. Um, I would lean Texans, but I just can't get bad Broncos out of my brain, even though they've showed me the whole month of November. I mean, they didn't lose. It's just, it's, it's deep in my brain. I can't, I can't get it out. No, it's, I mean, we did say it. We said it at the time. You know, the Broncos are not lose 70 to 20 bad. But no. And uh, and also and Russell Wilson, it first, there were a couple of games where it was like, oh, my God, he's terrible. Like that first game against the Chiefs it was like, what the hell happened to this guy? But he's played better of late. And then, I mean, that game winning drive against the Vikings, you know, that, that's Cortland Sutton, but it's him, too. No, they've, and, they've definitely showed some resilience and some grit for sure. Uh, Parker, what's your your take on uh, Broncos country? Let's ride. I mean, they're on like a five game win streak. They're they've been really, they've been looking really good. Um, I think CJ has definitely had some issues taking care of the ball lately, but he's also putting them in position to win. So, I mean, nothing wrong there. Yeah, I, I, mean, I like Houston in this game. We, but I think it's going to be a hard fought game. Yeah, we we talk about this like obviously Houston's coming off a loss, but if uh if the kicker doesn't boink it off the upright, I think it was a long field goal. But I mean, yeah, they are a crossbar away from tying the game. Yeah, yeah. you know, and momentum's in the Texans' favor, and then maybe we're looking at this game a little differently. It's the beauty of the NFL; it's yeah. just one play. Really. Just to be clear, I I I 100 believe in CJ no. Stroud long term. No, I, I, got I just you. think I just I think you. he could wear down, especially because I think the workload's been a lot. I mean, you said it yourself; they're they're not help. They kind of stopped helping him with the running game more. I mean, I think it's a mistake that so many coaches make is once their quarterback starts making plays, it's like, oh, we don't have to run the ball anymore. Like, no, dumbass. And it, like, like, is CJ getting too comfortable in the pocket is a discussion to be had, too, because he's he's extending plays to that kind of almost uncomfortable level of and, is he taking a unnecessary hit, you know? And you want to you want to give a guy credit for for trusting the line, especially like, a rookie. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah, he's commanding absolutely. the pocket. He's been so yeah, he has been very patient. He's never looked. He hasn't looked rattled or sped no. up at all. Um, and so it's like, yeah, give him all the credit in the world as a rookie, right? Um, and I mean, what is Dobbs like? Honestly, that's like part of the thing you like about Dobbs too. And we're talking about two totally different animals. I understand that, but um, that's part of what was great about Dobbs is like he came in, didn't even know who his offensive lineman's name, and he he just trusted him, and he was just like, fuck it, this is my chance. I, I hope he gets another shot. I, I would love to see Josh Dobbs take him to the playoffs. You know, me, like me too. But dude, did we did we talk about it? Like, did he learn the playbook and was, was you, no, it? dude? I think you called it honestly. Like, I I I want to be wrong. I do too. But I I think it's the Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, once you're the guy, and and you know, you know who when you're, when you're physically limited. Now, once it's they can game plan for you, you can game plan for them. But you're you're just physically limited as a quarterback. It's advantage defense. You can know? I can I give you one more? We don't have time to like really expand on this, but we can nibble on it and, and go back to it another time. Justin Fields. Kind of when stuff is broken down, like broken down plays, up-tempo offense type of thing, I feel like is when he's at his best. Well, we've got the right guy here to argue with us because I... I'm telling you, man. I mean, that Vikings game is a great example for me, where I just, I just don't think it does. It really matters what you put around them. All the, I mean, the the people, they, the Bears fans love to debate this right now. It's like, yeah, if you just draft Marvin Harrison in an offensive tackle, it's like, oh, it's going to be great. It's like, listen, man. I can't remember what the stat was, but Cole Komet was like the best tight end in the NFL by one metric. It was like, um, every he caught every catchable ball by you know by 
you know, PFF. Sure. You know, um, he's got weapons, man. DJ, listen, man, we, we, we talked DJ more to death. I'm higher on him than you are and everything like that. He's a good football player. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's good. Dude, he's fifth in the NFL in receiving yards. No, he's good. And he only had one, like, super outlier game. He's good. He is good. Um, Like, does he need, does Justin Fields need a better coach? Sure. But I also think he just needs a complete change of scenery. But I feel like our uh, guest might have something to weigh in on that as well. Yeah, let's bring in Jim Harbaugh. Let's get uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and a better offensive line. And let's, let's that's, roll him out. Yeah, that's that's pretty big of you to say, let's bring in Jim Harbaugh. You know, oh, he's been on the like, Harbaugh train no, for know, a little bit now. Yeah. Let's just give him credit. Let's just give him One. credit for being, you know, above it all. Yeah, honestly. One, I want him out of Michigan. Two. <laughs> it's a win-win, right? Or it's a win-loss. No, it is a win-win. Or if it's a win-loss, it you know it's still a win because Ohio State means a lot more to you than the Chicago Bears. It's like that uh, is uh, it's unequivocally a, correct. It's a weighted win, no matter how you look at it. It's like uh, it's like in Ted Lasso when they oh oh shit you oh no spoiler alert no nope, never mind because <laughs> you haven't seen season three nope okay Got never it. mind. Sorry, I stopped myself. Appreciate it. All right, there we go. All right, okay. Um, all right, you got here on the budget, Tori. Do you? Oh no, no, no. We got. Sorry, we got to talk about boundaries for a second here. Okay, I don't know. Like the speculation out there is that Jamal Adams was taking shots at a reporter's wife. Literally, all the reporter the, he tweeted it. He tweeted yikes because Jamal Adams did not have a good second half in that game. Yeah, he tweeted a clip of a specific coverage bust or whatever yeah. it may have been. And um, so Jamal Adams, which I thought he was kind of a throwback, tough guy, football player, you know what I mean? Hard-hitting safety type. Yeah. You know, yes. So not the kind of guy to uh, get wrapped up in social media bullshit. And, um, yeah, and he goes after the reporter's wife, which is at least that's the indication, right? Like, we don't know what yikes meant when he – because he, re- he replied with yikes to a picture of him and his wife. And I just say – Barker got a laugh out of that. Um, I think it's pretty shitty. I did not see this. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not great. I think it's he pretty shitty. He deleted it. Um, I, and look, man, you, you know, you can be emotional and everything like that. But here's the thing is what's the flip side to that is dipshit Eagles fans – yelling apparently yelling threats to bills players on the sideline yell threats to the bills uh families and Not great it's disgusting like listen guys like we you know we've talked to, we, we laugh about malice at the palace and everything like that we make jokes you say uh, you should get to punch one fan a year which i thought about <laughs> is the there's a downside to that because what if you use up your your get out of jail free card yeah. like week three now and then you, everyone knows exactly yeah, now they're true. after you you know what i mean so like so what it should is, be like a coach's challenge if it's the if it's the correct you know if the guy had a comment. Oh, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> if he, you get a you get a second one. So so you only get one um, ill-advised punch of a fan. Yeah, I guess. yeah, one and you're out. I mean, you showed bad decision making there. <laughs> um, but I was like, just a quick public service announcement. People, you gotta stop being shitty. This is just like this is and and that because Jamal Adams now has invited more bullshit. I feel like from the media and from fans at games. You think you know like, somebody, and then they just turn out to be Greg Popovich telling you not to boo. You know what? Like that's kind of related, right? Like, dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I paid to get in here. I can say whatever. Like, okay, I can't say whatever I want, but I sure as fuck can boo as much as I want. 
booing is a right if you pay to go to the game. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just giving you shit. You can't, I was just calling you. Grandpa, you, can't, uh, you can't boo the eight-year-old girl singing the national anthem, but other than that. Oh, she's really bad. It's like, no, you can't. No, you can't do that. You can throw snowballs at Santa, too. Wait, what? Or batteries at Santa. Oh, the, oh Santa. Oh. The birds hand doesn't. Uh, was it batteries or was it snowballs? It's snowballs. I mean, maybe snowballs. Okay, just to be fair, as a journalist, did they have a reason to throw snowballs at Santa, or were they just drunk assholes? Yeah, they're silly. No, no, we know there's a ninety-eight percent chance they were just drunk assholes, but you know, did Santa have it coming? I'm just saying, because it's not, dude. It's not the real Santa. Like we know, we know the Santa. real Santa doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're talking Eagles. We should we should get to the game of the week before we have to wrap up here. All right. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're doing this. Uh, we're gonna do the whole, you know, uh, give each other bulletin board material. We're, we're just gonna do a, a shit talking fest between these two teams. Apparently, um, I've been saying all season I didn't want the Eagles to give the 49ers bulletin board material. Um, well, lucky for you, they only waited until the week of the game to do it. Has, well, not really. Like Hassan Reddick was talking shit in the offseason, <laughs> too, but now he's talking shit now. And I just, I just think it's dumb, but whatever. So, I, you know what? I, I'm going to say my piece, uh, which I've already said before, but like, guess what, guys? If you had a third quarterback, you were still going to fucking lose because we kicked the shit out of your first two quarterbacks. So, not we. I, like, I got to stop being a homer. Like, like, no, that's like, okay. Say we, man. No, say I'm not. We. No, because I'm not. I don't play for the Eagles. It turns out you can out. be objective. So, and like, you can say we. You can, yeah. you can have a say we. interest. No, I'm not going to say we. I, I might be a Frenchman. Say I'm, we. <laughs> we. We. <laughs> um, Doesn't it feel good? Yeah. Um, listen, uh, I want the Eagles to, as if I am being an Eagles fan, I want them to lose. I want them to lose this game because I think they need to wake up. The offense needs to wake the fuck up. Um, I respect that take, and I agree with it. Yeah, if they win out, I'm actually. If they win out, and starting. you know, uh, obviously are the one seed, they are going to lose in the divisional round. I think that maybe conference championship. They're not, but they need to lose, and they need to wake up. Sorry, go ahead, Parker. I'm actually starting to think that this team is just a tough team, and they're going to win close games, no matter how what way they have to do it. I I kind of just like Philly right now. So the problem with that is you're perpetually in close games. Crazy things can happen. Reps can miss calls. Turnover ball can bounce the wrong way. And you just don't want to set yourself up for those situations. And the way it's trending is like Philly is, you know, they're beating teams, but they're not pulling away at all. Right. And, and, We've seen it time and time again. Look at the Vikings last year. Again, I'll go back to that. Obviously, not the talent-wise. That obviously the Eagles are much no, much but the more law talented. of averages ends, ends it, up catching up. It with does. You. It's just it's just how it works. I, I I I this is my take. Is like I, I think we they easily could have lost to the Bills. 100%. Easily easily could have lost to the Chiefs. It's easily. a it's a it's a drop touchdown pass. Obviously, the game's not over if right. Valdez Scantling catches that ball. But the way the Eagles were moving the ball, it's pretty damn close to over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that Bills game, a little bit of football karma. The, the roughing the passer was absolute dog shit call that set up the Bills field goal in overtime. But that being said, listen, man, I'm just it's a borderline call on A.J. Brown, whether he fumbled or not. If it's called the fumble on the field, 
it, it, it stays it would, a fumble. Yeah, it would stand. Um, and I don't know what the fuck a football move is. I don't think anybody does. So um, two feet were down. He's trying to secure the ball. It pops out partially because the Bills defender punched it out. So I don't mean the point being, like you said, little bounces of the game. You you're not gonna you're not gonna win every single one of those. Yeah. And the Eagles make mistakes. Jason Kelsey almost blew the game for them. One of their Man best had players. Had to poop his pants. Yeah, and so he, so he was flinching because his, because <laughs> his legs just. Could, he's like, I gotta do it. I gotta, I gotta do it. He's he pretty go, old. You know? Gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's the prune, him a diaper. The prune juice was keeping him regular. I guess I don't know. Like, so um, I don't know, man. Like the Eagles can't keep this up. And and frankly, uh, as things stand right now. Look at again. Come back to Hassan Reddick. He is terrible against the run, and the Eagles are kind of built to allow that because they just have studs on the interior line. But like Jordan Davis two weeks ago was horrible against the Chiefs. Um, Fletcher Cox wasn't like I love Fletcher Cox. He's of been course, a, two games in a row that I've watched. I, don't, I think I've probably missed a game, but he's uh, he's left due to injury two games in a row. Probably two in the last three weeks. He's slowing down. Um, yeah. and, I mean, and, and, yeah. I, and I love Fletcher Cox. I love Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, um, you know, obviously Jason Kelsey. All the, I mean, it's the line is still the the core of this team, right? But they're all getting old. Um, except for Hassan Reddick. But Hassan Reddick isn't like he's not that workman, dirty, get, get dirty in there and everything. He's a flashy pass rusher. Again, having that D tackle rotation kind of allows Reddick to play that way. Um, but yeah, Fletcher Cox retires or something. Like he's not gonna be able to play that way anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the, mm-hmm. keeping those D tackles fresh and being so good against the interior run is what allows Reddick to kind of just have no run responsibility. But he's not good against the run. He's not tough against the run. Um, this is that makes this the wrong team to be playing. I think if I'm the 49ers, because they have to establish the running game. Um, establishing the running game is what makes the passing game so good. Let me uh let me throw this at you guys real quick. Let me pull up this stat that um that I think is incredible is so the 49ers offense is 32nd in pass attempts this year. They have thrown the ball less than anybody in the league at 28.1 attempts per game. Pretty low when you think about it. Um, yeah, I mean you're passing it seven times a quarter. So uh, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um and all that being and so they're 28th in completions. But then completion percentage, number two in the league. Yards per, yards per completion, number one. Yards per attempt, number one. And quarterback rating, number one. Now, we know... One word. Efficiency. That's Exactly. And we know that that is a result of them... It, like, Purdy's good. He had a rough stretch there. Um, we've, we've learned, and you, you were the first one to say this, it's you get a mulligan on Browns games, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, then he had a tough one against the Vikings when the Vi- but it turns out the Vikings were actually kind of rounding into form, right? Like the, that defense is better than it was, um, and it looks like Purdy's back now, and Purdy's back because partially because Trent Williams is back, Debo's back. Um, I don't. Know, I, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. Helps as, to be healthy. Helps to be healthy, absolutely. and it, it means a lot more for the 49ers. Um, and I think as an Eagles fan, you you want. Uh, take the how the you know last how the season's been trending for you winning close games and all that. Take that out of the picture. I think you want the Niners to beat you now mm-hmm. versus seeing them again in the conference championship. Absolutely, I'd I'd rather it happen now. And then 
And then the Eagles might still be at home in the conference championship against right. the 49ers. Because so they built the, yeah. Yep. Um, and it might not be them. It might be the year the Cowboys get over the hump against the 49ers. Or, uh, I don't really see that happening, but it could be. Who knows? Could be. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's I, that's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the 49ers. Quite frankly, I win either way because I love the 49ers too. So, I, lo- I love the way that team's built. I, you know, um, every team has assholes, and Debo Samuel's one of them, but. I kind of think Hassan Reddick's an asshole, so it happens. It is. It is what so it is. So I understand why you say that, but I, I, I think I've said this on air. Like, I think you would appreciate Debo Samuel, like the football player, if you take the the noise out of oh, it. Oh, sure, sure. No, no, no. Yeah. The, the, no, I, I love. I think he's he's tough. He's he's a running back at wide receiver. Yeah. I think that absolutely. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It, like, they're not the same player, but AJ Brown, right? Right. So like, yeah. No, I, I respect the toughness, the playing style, everything like that. I mean, A.J. Brown is basically like this era's TG, uh, yeah, Terrell Owens. You know what I mean? Like like very similar, actually, I think. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up around T.O. Uh, I've seen the highlights and stuff. Which, I, I know he was big physical, yeah, like break yeah. tackles oh, yeah. type of thing. Oh, yeah, run after the catch. Okay, Absolutely. I thought he was more, you know, he, no, he was a, route, route That's what I mean. And, he, was, he was a deep threat, but he was yeah. also great after the catch. That's why he was just. Very. He was basically one of the best. Yeah, wide yeah, receivers. Hundred percent. Gotcha. Um, and uh, before we wrap up the show, I just want to say, um, I'm rooting for the Browns and Lions to get back on track. Um, the Browns defense is just too good. They deserve to be in the playoffs. And so, <laughs> Joe fucking Flacco, who I don't know, man. I mean, he pulled the Super Bowl out of his ass. Like, I mean, yeah, like with what, a, forty years ago at this point. It, it, it was quite a while ago. You were just a youngin, but uh, yeah. Uh, Jesus, what year was that? Um, oh, no, 2012, right? 12, 2011, 12. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it was it was post Marines for me, so it's got to be 2012 ish. Okay. Yeah, um, it was, was post middle school for me. Yeah, that's like that's basically the chapters of my life. It's just high school Marines, then it's all a blur. But uh, yeah, so yeah, and I and the Lions, I'm not too worried about them. You lose a divisional game, like I, I, I but I, I do hope we see them get back on track. Because I mean, I mean, come on. I I just again they drafted a running back and a linebacker in the first round at the beginning of the year. I said that was a dumb move. I would love to see. I would love to be proven wrong there that those positions still matter. Um, and and I mean Dan Campbell, how do you not root for him, right? And I and I like Jared Goff, so I just want to see them. I want to see them get back on track. I want to see the Lions be a factor in the NFC. Um, maybe be that team that does beat the Eagles in the divisional round if they, you know, if the Eagles continue to win out, you know, um, they'd be the one that stuns the Eagles. Um, probably be them or the, I don't know, the Seahawks. Maybe. I don't see the Seahawks. I could definitely, I would see the, I could envision the Lions. I can't dude, see the If DK plays like he did last night, it, it could be the Seahawks. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I guess this is, well, that, that makes it an all football show. Yes, sir. Let's, uh, let's wrap this baby up. Um, so as, as always, uh, we got to celebrate every day. Um, you know, we're not really rays of sunshine. It's just, especially this time of year, it's, uh, thing, things get a little dark. You know, Ohio dark. state loses, you know, so, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So Parker, Parker needs a reason to celebrate. Stop. Too. What's it? What do you say? Stop. <laughs> wow. I, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> so that, my, that, that's the sound of a defeated man, ladies and ex- gentlemen. Exactly our point. You need a reason to celebrate. Um, this might be this might be the wrong holiday to start with. <laughs> yeah, don't celebrate. Don't go to this. Uh, no, okay, celebrate responsibly. 
yeah. as as Bud Light would say. Or whatever. so, um, but yeah, December two is is Bartender Appreciation Day. I don't know why they decided December two. I feel like it should be the day before Thanksgiving, right? You know what I oh, mean? Like, like uh, Blackout Wednesday, I think is what they call it. Well, well it's and it's when because like everybody comes back to, to their town hometown and, bar and meets up with friends and and tries to hook up with their high school, you know, fling. Uh, um, yeah, is that is that part of what it is too? Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. What you, you guys keep me young. Like so I said, the I youngins know. do. I guess. So, yeah, I've enough. actually never been out for uh, the Wednesday before. I think I've done it like once. Like, I was gonna this year, but I decided I opted out. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's different. I feel like people are going for the for the friendsgiving more. Like on the, we did, the yeah, weekend. I did, yeah, I did that on Saturday. We we were gonna do Parker friends, and I did it actually. Part. You know what? Shout out to Parker. He came to friendsgiving after. The, the Ohio State loss. Dude, I really dude, didn't think he was going to. The man's case. a fucking soldier. He, he really is. is. Yeah. At, at a boy, Parker. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. <laughs> big big God podcast and or episode, I guess. Not not necessarily podcast, but I didn't envision that when uh, when we hit the record button. But hey, I'm here for oh, it. Dude, if we were religious, Godcast. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be taken. We'll have to look it up after. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, it's gotta be, right? Um, you know what? We said the same thing about solid sports, not taken. So, you know. Um National Skip School Day. Why'd you put it man, you're a terrible person. <laughs> uh so what was your when you skipped school, you know, as as a youngin, what what was your what what did your day look like? Sledding. Sledding. That was that was really the only reason I was allowed. Nice. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely sled sometimes, but uh, you know. I'd also watch the the crappy television, like the the Jerry Springer and Maury well, and, well, you do and that Judge like, Judy and. Okay, I guess when you say skip school, like for me, skipping school is like you didn't have a reason. If I okay. if I were sick, of yeah, course, sick day. I you're guess. watching you're watching Bob Barker and then you're watching Jerry Springer. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what what was what was your day on TV on a on a sick day? Is that CW? What's the. the uh, the television network it doesn't matter what it was but um but yeah no that's pretty much the day yeah yeah you just watch crappy television and and try to feel better and the price is right that's that's what i'm saying price is right yeah. and um i mean was there another was there another uh daytime game show or, or was it only price is right i don't know oh well uh, what's the one with uh, wayne brady let's make a deal was that there was that on during the day it's i don't know yeah, that was right before the prices, right? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. We also got uh, National Computer Literacy Day. So, uh, you know, I, I guess this is, you know, like uh, Mike said to me, he's like, you know, he's a hero to his grandparents, you know, just for uh, being able to like log on to their Facebook for them, you know, just like small stuff like that. Like, uh, did were you young enough to uh, experience those kind of uh appreciations i guess um oh yeah absolutely well so honestly this this happens at work right now um <laughs> listen point. listen like i i love our people the you know the the that work at the banner but um but they're all at least 50 years old i'm not you know and and, and they and they struggle with computer stuff and uh one one might even be a listener but i seriously doubt she's listened to this point in the podcast and she would admit that to you that she's not great with computers. So, um, yeah, it, it it does it has uh, helping my grandparents vibes a little bit, or <laughs> or, I, or I guess I shouldn't say grandparents, parents. Um, I mean, Sue's my she's my work mom basically. So you know, 
Um, yeah, it feels like helping your parents out, which, uh, yeah, like my stepdad's actually amazing with computers. Like he basically taught me everything about computers when I was young. So, and then, I, and then like what I would yell at the computers, like the computer won't do anything that you don't tell it to uh, like bullshit. Smart man. Like, no, fucking computers do shit all the time that I don't tell them to. Get Especially- hacked, stepdad. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> nah, but yeah, yeah. He taught me a lot of good shit though. Um, I don't know, Parker, computer literacy day. I mean, this is, computer literacy has got to be important for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have to help my boss at work all the time. Hey, that's what that's what young blood is for, right? If nothing else, we is know it? our technology. <sighs> well, actually, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll get to another thing about that in a second. Um, all right. Uh, just a quick note. Um, so uh, December 2 is uh, UAE National Day. And uh, so I w- I've been there. I've been there when the, uh, I've, you know, I've seen from a distance the Burj Khalifa because, you know. Easy to see, I've been a, told. Uh, yeah, tall. well, I'm a, it's pretty tall. But, uh, you know, but I am a, I was a white person and, uh, and, and not a rich one. So I wasn't allowed anywhere near it. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just like, whatever. It's not, it's not a, a racist thing at all or anything, but they don't like Americans there. It, it, you could the tension was palpable. Let's just put it that way. Fair enough. The tension between you know other Arab people was very palpable. You see, like you know, like Arab girls in t-shirt and jeans, and you see Arab people in burkas, and it's just all very. It just and man, they, like we went to this mall. It was fucking enormous. It took like it was like a forty-minute trip to get there. I know the mall you're and talking about. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but it's fucking huge. And we almost went to jail. I almost went to jail two different times. Um, in you know, in another, or at least they made me believe I was about to go to jail. But, um, man, yeah. So we take like a forty-minute ride in a bus uh, of just nothing but a display of oil money. Uh, I mean, just skyscrapers going up left and right. The place is a fucking giant construction site. It's enormous. So we finally get to the mall, and then so like I said, I kind of experienced the the me- you know the meshing or maybe the not meshing of cultures, maybe the oil and water of cultures there. I don't know. Um, quite frankly, I'm not up on the geopolitical situation in the UAE, but, um, so yeah. So one of my friends picks up a video game and the plastic was fucked up on it. And, uh, and so the security guard was like, no, you, you're trying to steal that. And so they know, they recognize you. You're a white dude with a fucking goofy haircut. Right. Um, so they know. And so they basically, they just made him buy the video game because, like he, what else you they, gonna do? Well, yeah. they, they knew he was gonna be scared shitless to go to a foreign prison, and then um, yeah, and then a couple of days later, it might have been actually on the next. We went to the we went there twice on our liberty call, and uh, so the, it might have been the second time. But a couple of my friends were drunk and were fighting outside the uh, the mall, and, <laughs> and the security guards came and broke it up. And, yeah, and I really thought I was going to jail that day too. So, um, so that. Shout out UAE. I don't know. Yeah. Good for you, National Day. You have lots of oil money, but it wasn't always that way. So you know, like uh, you know, way to uh, way to make your resources work for you. And uh, speaking of Goodwill Hunting, talk about making things work for you, right? Nineteen ninety-seven, December two, nineteen ninety-seven is when Goodwill uh, Goodwill Hunting came out, and uh, great movie. And uh, I mean, are we all thinking of the same line? Do you like apples? Haven't seen it. How do you Why like did them you put apples? it on here? God damn it. Wait, Parker, have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Okay. Did you know the line I'm it's talking a great about? Movie. Do you know the line I'm talking about? Do you like apples? 
I got a number. How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? There we go. All right. Well, it's a great movie, and you should watch it. Um, just just for the record, I don't know if we said on the air yet um, that we got we got Mike to watch Friday Night Lights finally. What did you think? What did you think? Good Friday? movie. Good movie. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Um, we'll get we'll get Varsity Blues next time, right, Parker? Yes, sir. I mean, I don't know if there's one that we should put higher on the list. I think Varsity Blues is going to be the next one. Varsity Blues is is top of the list. Got it. All right, cool, cool. Any uh, Any given Sunday? Uh, yeah, I think he's going to see Any Given Sunday too. That, that's that's one. That's right, one. Let's a not overwhelm me here, fellas. <laughs> I mean, he is watching Ted Lasso too. So, like, yeah, that's a real heavy watch. No. <laughs> hey, man, it's going to have its moments. That's all I'm going to tell you. Yeah. So I've been told. Um. And uh, shout out in uh, December 2, 1823, Monroe Doctrine declared, I just love this because basically it was a time in American history. It was like, um, you don't fuck with us and we don't fuck with you. And uh, that's kind of like how I like to live my life is basically just isolate myself and not talk to people. So I kind of like the Monroe Doctrine. That's all. Yeah, you and Big Sean alike. Was it? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a song called I Don't Fuck With You. That's all. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just kind of like, uh, isolationist policy. Just, just leave me alone. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, December three, mm, it's a uh, faux fur Friday on a Sunday Actually, or Monday. So you put Sunday. candle day too. Both of these things just make me think of Michael Scott for some reason. <laughs> Cause like when he has the fur, coat, Michael Scarn, right? is that when he's wearing the, no, no, no. It's when he, uh, he, uh, it's the episode when he could have gotten the bonus. Or he, oh. did, or he did take the bonus yeah, for the yeah. surplus. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> imagine you have a lemonade stand and your mommy and daddy think it only takes $9. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so the fur and the candle day. Um, and the candle obviously just makes me think of uh, Jan selling candles <laughs> to Yeah, but uh, anyway. Are you are you a fan of the, uh, the Office, Parker? Um. Yeah, I, I would say so. I've seen the series 20 times. Okay, so, finish. so so that's fair. You know, actually, like, kind of unpopular opinion with a lot of people. I actually like Parks and Rec better. I, it's I, tough. I'm, like, right tough. on the border. Like, I think it's – I think they're even to me. Um, and, and it pretty much is. Maybe it's, it's really probably just because I've seen The Office I think, more. I think Ron Burgundy is probably my favorite character Ron, out of Ron, all of them. Ron Swanson. Swanson. Ron Swanson, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Ron Swanson is uh, – wait, is that what you meant when you said you thought Ted Lasso was, like, a, a Ron? No, no. I was talking Ron Burgundy, but Ron Swanson makes more sense to Ted Lasso. <laughs> like, something like that. I don't know. The mustache. The, yeah. I don't know. Um, the manliness. Yeah, something like, right? Like, yeah, like, like I don't. Again, I think Ron Burgundy for man's man too, but we can just drop Ron Burgundy. Fol- folksy wisdom again, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Fol- yeah, yeah. Folksy is a good word. Yeah. Um, also in December three, um, I think we probably most. Of the, I think this is a bad day in history. The first text text message was sent. Um, yeah, some engineer sent it from uh, his personal computer to a colleague's phone. Like, how how weirded out do you have to be? Like what the hell is this? You know, the first text, like I'm sure he didn't give him a heads up that it was coming. Right. At least I hope he didn't. It, was, it makes me think of that episode of family guy. It was like, like, yeah, he was, uh, my, my great grandfather, great, great grandfather had one of the first telephones. <laughs> like, like what number did you die? I was like, like seven. Like, well, this is three. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, you think about how many texts you fire off in a day. It's, ugh, it's the, a lot. Uh, yeah, man. It, like it, it just it it it's it's a goes into a bigger picture of corrupt needs as the uh, as the French philosopher Rousseau would have called it. 
which is these things that we don't actually need, but now we do need them because we. Dude, I I took a girl's cell phone away when I was still when I was still working at a high school, and you you know the kids aren't supposed to have their cell phones out, and I took her phone from her, and she fucking cried. She cried because she didn't have her cell phone. It's like that's it, like literally, it wasn't because like she had like a family emergency going on or anything like that. It's just because she couldn't fucking snap her friends during school, and she fucking cried. And, and, she probably cried because she had to and, listen to you at that bit, point. No, fuck off. <laughs> Better yet, no, because you know what you know what happened is then like the next year when I had her in health class when I was a real a real teacher, quote unquote. Um, uh, she gave me a card and said thank you and everything for being so tough on her. I used to get yelled at all the time for being tough on kids. I had multiple kids fucking thank me for being hard on them. So, uh, so fuck off, um, Steve Nixon, former principal at Mount Anthony. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> that guy. That guy was a piece of shit. This and, podcast uh, is not necessarily Terry's views do not necessarily. Uh, reflect the views of sellout sports. Dude, I don't give a fuck. I'm not on the Mount Anthony board anymore. So, no, like I said, fuck Steve Nixon. Because <laughs> teaching should have been a cool job, but he made it suck. So, guy was a piece of shit. Uh, let's see. All right. <laughs> Holidays and history. I'm always a ray of sunshine. <laughs> All right. Uh, December 4. Uh, Parker, do you remember this? NBA suspends Latrell Sprewell for attacking his coach. Golden, so Golden no. State. This is 1997. So the, the year you were born too? Or? No, he was 96. He was 96. Okay. So yeah. So Latrell Sprewell, who he was legit. He was like an 18, 18 points a game player. Yeah. Um, but Golden State was one and 14 at this point in the season in 1997. And PJ Carlissimo, the head coach, told Latrell Sprewell put a, put some mustard on that pass. So Sprewell started coaching him. Or started choking him. Jesus he started. <laughs> yeah, he started choking his coach. They separated him. I guess they let Sprewell come back like twenty minutes later, and then he punched him. <laughs> sounds like Ron Artest pre Ron Artest. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so pre Meta World Peace. It was dude. It really was that big of a deal too. It was just we didn't have the footage. That's you know what I mean. But uh, Sprewell was suspended for the entire season. He appealed or went to arbitration and got it down to 68 games. 68, yeah, which is um, might as well be a full season. But it was just funny to me because, like, it wasn't, you know, like we look all this stuff up on uh, history.com, right? And uh, But I had to look it up. I was like, I wonder what their record was when it happened. And then sure enough, 1-14, in 14, it's like, that shit wasn't going to happen if it was like, he just didn't want to play anymore, you know? <laughs> like, if they're 11-4, and four, like, he's not going to choke his coach. He, want, he still wants to play, you know? But then um, you are losing out on a lot of money, though. He did, yeah. I mean, I, I think it said he lost out on like seven million dollars, which in ninety, which in today dollars is more know, than that. Yeah, just math. Um, yeah, nineteen ninety seven wasn't wasn't the same financial landscape for the NBA. And uh, okay, <laughs> it's and it's International Cheetah Day, December fourth. And so, uh, okay, let's this, end on let's end on a us, positive note. Yeah. Um, it is, it's, it, it is the season, right? As much as I dislike Tyreek Hill, classy move. So we, we, we did a little digging, um, and I'm going to try not to, I'm not going to try not to mess up the positive angle. Right. So, uh, what's the, do you know the photographer's name? I had it. I forgot it. Everybody remembers Tyreek Hill's touchdown, um, against the, I don't remember even who they were playing, but Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown, did the backflip. Uh, with the photographer's cell phone. Turns out the photographer knows Tyreek Hill, has known him for quite a while. Kevin Fitzgibbons. 
Kevin Fitzgibbons. 20-year-old student, I, I believe, the U. So no matter what, it's bullshit that the NFL suspended this guy. I don't care if the thing – I don't care if it was completely premeditated and planned out. But, um, you know, they, they said that it wasn't. They said it was a spur-of-the-moment thing, and Tyreek just took his phone from him and did the backflip. Again, who really cares? It's fun. It was a cool celebration. And uh, anyway, the guy's been suspended for, at the, at the very least, the rest of the year. And this is this is guy's livelihood that they're fucking with because of that. And and like he jumped. And it's up. not even like he was like the main culprit in it. And uh, in the video we watched again, it's it's his it's the photographer videographer's perspective on the, the whole thing. He's he's talking about it. He says part of the decision was. Him like leaping after because he was like, excited. He was yeah. excited as he was going to the tunnel to like share the clip with the NFL. Like, sorry, this twenty-year-old kid is excited that Tyreek Hill just took his phone and he he got a viral moment. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, like he said, he even said he and Tyreek are friends, and Tyreek Hill said something along those lines too. He's like, yeah, that, yeah, that's, like, that's my guy. Yeah, like, that's Fitz, That's my yeah. guy. Yeah, like, like who cares? I just don't understand it. Like again, you know, you, you NFL, you embrace the the Taylor Swift stuff, and the, you know, just like let's bring in more fans, let's let's do more fun stuff, right? And so, let one of your freak athletes do a backflip and record himself after he scores a touchdown. He's not hurting anybody after. Sh- sh- yeah, show me, he, show me where the backflip like hurt you. NFL. It's not even delaying the game. It's not doing any of those things. It's a fucking touchdown celebration. Like so, yeah. So everybody can. Everybody can pretend they're they're in a rowboat together, Did but hurt? a guy can't take a cell phone and do a backflip. What the fuck are you doing? What like what? And it, so again, so they suspended this guy. This is his job. This is his career. Now, do I think he'll be okay? I think so. I hope so. You know what I mean. That being said, let's get to the positive. Tyreek Hill is going to pay uh, his his salary for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's awesome. So a guy that let's say has been embattled in public opinion, including mine and mine as well. It's a cool move. It is. Um, I will give Tyree kill has the money, but it's a cool move. And uh, I don't know what the, the salary is, but I respect it that he stepped up and helped them out since he was responsible, you know, for the whatever. Again, it, it never should have been an issue. Tyree kill didn't do anything wrong. So, um, okay. Positive. So yeah, he's Tell paying us. his salary. Tis the season. We're three weeks away from Christmas, um, you know, so good job, Tyreek Hill. And, uh, yeah, I think you should uh, just uh, start hitting that music, Mike, and let's uh, wrap this thing up. So uh, thank you to Cat TV. Thank you, Parker, for being here. Um, you know, man, a few words tonight. Didn't have a chance to prep for the show, but when he did speak, it was awesome. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and it's only going to get better.